everybody welcome to d comedy our rewatch review whatever you want to call it podcast uh this month your d commentators are me luke and me emma and we are here it's february we're excited uh it's almost valentine's day for all this you was a good there. pick for valentine's day but i wish i could pretend that i had thought about this and been like oh we'll do a romance one for Valentine's Day. No, you didn't. Everybody Never. just Steve. think that in your heads, but I actually just <laughs> randomly looked at a list five minutes before and picked something at random that I'd seen before. Did you just just a little preview? Did you pick something for what you're gonna pick in March, or are you are you flying by the seat of your pants on that? No, one? No, I know what I'm. Well, that's my birthday one. That one I is planned. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, so we are here to discuss uh, the classic. Geek Charming, which is only this seven years old. Movie, dude, it, I this is a lot. This we don't actually lot. really just to give you guys a little BTS actiones. Um, but we don't really like text about these movies because we like try to save it like for the podcast. Yes. Like even though we were both like we usually watch them the same weekend or whatever. Like we don't really like converse about them outside of this podcast unless we're in the unless we're in the same room together yes because we're giving you want to give you the most um, real reactions, doing it all for you guys. Um, but I. I actually couldn't hold back because, like, you texted me that it was on Netflix, and I was like, "Oh wow, this movie is crazy." It's it's a lot, and yes, it it's is not on Netflix. crazy. Just to preface you guys, I it's different. I want I don't want to like be like, "Oh, they call everything crazy." This movie isn't crazy in the way that like now you see it was crazy. Like the plot of now you see it is insane. Like that made yeah. it made no sense. It's mm-hmm. not a plot problem here. The plot is pretty cookie cutter, like boy meets girl. There's different. there's a lot of very cookie cutter it's things. Very in this cookie film. cutter, but like the way everything is done and the things that people say sound like a computer made them up. Like people, nobody talks like a human being would ever speak in this movie. And it, and it is on Netflix, so if you want to if you want to hear us talk about Honestly, it, I think this sounds I like a movie you, for me. I told I feel like we way first and I was like don't even see now you see it. There's no payoff. Watch this movie. You will have a great <laughs> fucking time because it is batshit bonkers bananas. And I want especially as not to be normative here, but women, you should everyone should watch this movie. It's crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into it proper, there is one rather large piece. Yeah. Of and I brought Disney this up to Luke. I did my research for did once, you, guys. Did you? I don't remember you bringing this up to me. I I, I, I know so I know a couple of our listeners hit me up on Twitter, being like, "Hey, this is happening." Oh, I we're talking about two different things. We're talking about two different things. I was talking about the hurdle that we need to overcome before we address oh, we'll, this movie. Well, no, 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 no. We'll get into that in a second. There's a piece of decom news that oh, needs to okay, be addressed. Okay, okay. you go with we'll, that. We'll address that in a second. But basically, uh, Disney Channel has announced that they have begun casting for a live-action Kim Possible Disney Channel original movie, which is seven like. A whole collection of words that I enjoy. Kim Possible, Disney Channel original movie, live action I'm a little concerned about. Not gonna lie. I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical, but I'm willing. I'm like, okay, I I think there's a lot of ways they could mess this up, but I think if they do it right, it could be a really fun project. Two things. I mean, these are my two critiques and we can move on because I am also very excited about it. You know I love Kim Possible. Can't deny it. 
Um, but I will say two critiques really upfront, the things that are giving me pause and should I think give us all pause is number one, Disney doesn't have the budget for a live action Kim Possible movie. The things that Kim Possible does on those gadgets, like that stuff is expensive. It's going to cost a lot to CGI Rufus. Uh, number, my number two qualm is how in the mother of God are they going to make Rufus still look cute live action? He's a naked mole rat. Yeah, if you look at naked mole rats in real life, they're not cute they're in disgusting. any way, shape, or form. And I'm not like trying to knock naked mole rats, but they're not as cute as Kim Possible presents them to be. And so that that's a, that's something they're going to have that's to try and That's a hurdle they're going to have to jump. But I... But... My main theory is that they said they're at, they're doing casting. So Emma, who do you think should play the main characters of Kim Possible? I'm actually having ugh, I'm having problems with it. It's really hard to think of other people well, for, doing well, this. Well, first let first let's be realistic. We're not going to say like Julia Roberts isn't signing up for this. Uh, yeah, that we're like we want to be realistic with who Disney Channel could get. I, in this instance. I think that the go-to choice for Kim Possible should be, and I might butcher this girl's name slash get it totally wrong, but Great. the red-headed girl from Riverdale, Madeline Pesh, um, she, I think, looks the most she, like Kim Possible. And she, I does exactly, have, she does have the red hair for it, yeah. Yeah, Google I mean, Madeline Pesh, and she has, like, No, I'm eyes, looking at it, yeah. yeah. I think, and the and she has, like, big lips. Like, remember Kim Possible has that like, really full upper lip? Like, I think yeah. she could really do Kim. Okay, see, no, I, I get what you're saying. That's a genuinely good call. Because I Thank was trying you. to think, like, who was in Disney Channel's, like, stable of actors that they could just, like, slap a red wig on and, like, relatively do a good job. I have not seen her act. I don't know if she can pull off the amount of attitude Kim Possible needs to have. Uh, but she definitely has the look down. I'll give you that. Well, so, and I'm also going to pull from Riverdale for my Ron, because I think that I was going to say, I think that it should be either Cole or Dylan Sprouse could do a great job. I thought you were going to say Cole Sprouse. I think Cole Sprouse is a little high profile. If Dylan, I think Dylan actually would do it pretty well. Cause I think he could do kind of the like, uh, Cam a little bit better than I think Cole could, if that makes any sense. I love the Sprouse on. trends. and I think they would be great yeah. for this. I don't think Disney could feasibly get them. Cause I don't think they ended on the best terms with Disney. But I, I think they would be excellent. Uh, I think Cole's a better actor, but... Cole's definitely a better actor. That's what I'm saying. I think he would be like, no, I'm not touching any of that Disney Channel stuff anymore. I'm on Riverdale now. I've got, like, a brand to uphold. But I think Dylan would be like, yeah, I've been looking to get back into acting. Why not? I'll do this fun little thing. But, but that's uh, my dream cast. Uh, but I know. I think it's going to be an interesting project. I'm excited to learn more about it. Still not excited about Zombies, which is coming out in, like five days or whatever. I'm actually flipping on zombies. I went from dread what? to, I went, I'm flipping on zombies. I went from total dread and horror, like pure horror to, I'm actually incredibly excited to see how fucking bad shit this is. And I would oh, love, okay. I would love to see where they take this plot because I, it makes zero sense. Right. I was worried you were going to say, I'm really excited for it. I think it looks great. And I was like, what oh, have no, you no, been watching? No, 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 no. Or it looks, smoking. Every single thing I see from it, poster, Photo, video, music, everything that comes out makes it seem worse and worse and worse. But now it's getting to the point where it's almost comical. And I'm like, how bad could it actually be? It's now peaking my curiosity. curiosity. Oh, yeah. My, my, my curiosity has peaked. I, I, uh, I'm with you on that one. But I'm not necessarily excited, I would say. But who knows? We'll see. But let's start talking about the movie we're here to discuss today, Geek Charming. Do you want to address the hurdle now, or should we do it when he shows really up? Really quickly, no, we can talk about it right now. Really quickly, I just want everyone to know, and this is going to taint this movie for you, and I'm very sorry that I would ever t- taint such a beautiful piece of cinema, but I kind of remembered, I 
in the back, I have a lot of like useless pop culture knowledge. For example, Sarah Hyland is now dating Wells from The Bachelor. He was a DJ from yeah, Nashville. Right. See, nobody knows. Nobody cares. Nobody needs that. But I have it in the back of my mind. And I was watching this movie and I was like, I feel like these two people dated in real life. I couldn't remember for sure. And I was like, I feel like this actor and actress, the two female, it's Sarah Highland and Sarah Matt, and Matt Prokop. Prokop. I was like, I think they dated in real life. And I was like, I also, but I also knew in the back of my mind that Sarah Highland had a crazy ex-boyfriend that she had a restraining order against. And I was like, are these two people the same people? And so I Googled it. Turns out they did date for five years. Yeah, they were dating. They were dating when the production of this started. They were already dating. They didn't meet on the movie. Oh, I didn't realize that. Um, so yeah, they have been dated. They dated for five years, which is um, a long, time. a long time. But he was crazy, but at Chip and Anna Bonkers, and not in a good way, like this script is. It was very scary. He was abusive and like choked her and threatened to kill her dog multiple times, which is a whole new level of fucked. Um, so he, she has a restraining, she had a restraining order against him. He can't come within a hundred feet of like her, her dog or her house. I, so he's a very problematic dude and we don't like him. And no. I'm get, and I feel fully, fully fine in ripping him to fucking shreds in this movie. And that's yes. what I plan on doing as justice for Sarah Highland, or, you or beautiful just queen. In, or just in real life, because you know what, kind of... Go to hell, Matt Prokop. Like, you're gonna threaten to kill her dog, you little fuck. Like, all the other thing that messed me up is the fact that like he looks such like such a little bitch in this. He movie. is a bitch. He is a bitch. He's, he looks like he weighs ten pounds soaking wet. Which he, he definitely is, is like abusing. He's like one of those dicks that's like trying to assert some power in the world because he is a little bitch. You know that he was definitely living off of her Modern Family money because bitch couldn't book mm. another acting job post Geek Charming. So he was insecure. He's a fuck. Fuck you, Matt Prokop. This is from Decomedy to you. It's a nice, warm fuck you. Yeah, thank you, Emma. Let's move on. So we open in this film on, on in a very obvious dream sequence with uh, Sarah Highland on a stage, and it's like a beauty pageant type thing. And what's weird is Sarah Highland is like twenty, I think, in this movie because I think she's like is she twenty here? I think so. I think I looked it up. Uh, she could that, be at this point in. In this movie, at this point in her life, I was like, she could be anywhere from 13 to 27, and I don't know where well, she's where falling. Disney, that's where Disney Channel lives. Disney Channel wants those actors who look like they could play old and young and then makes them high schoolers. That's their bread and butter. But, like, the, the thing that's funny, she's 20, and she's clearly up against, like, 27-year-old women. Yes. Like, clear, clearly models or something, and that's... I get it, it's a dream, but I was just like, I don't know why this was the call. But there's, like, a guy on the loudspeaker being like... Uh, oh, and this year's Blossom Queen, Dylan Schoenfeld, which is a very unwieldy last name. Uh, but, and she's like, oh, thank you. Yes, yeah. And then the dream falls away. And I thought what we were going to do was she's having this dream and then she's wake up and she's like, hey, you got to get ready for school. You know, Blossom Queen is today or whatever. Which also, by the way, Blossom Queen is a weird title. Yeah. Uh, well, literally the drinking game for this movie is take a drink every time someone says Blossom Queen or speaks mm -hmm. in fake French. Then you would be dead by the end of the <laughs> Oh, well, we, we'll talk about the French in a second. <laughs> uh, but she's like, so I thought she was going to be asleep and then had to go to school. No, she just started having this dream when she went to sign up for the block. Like the principal She wasn't was having a dream. She was just like thinking of it. It wasn't even really a dream. It was like a daydream where she like, the principal has to be like, Dylan... Dylan, Dylan, I need your signature on this if you want to be Boston Queen. And she's like, oh, yes, of course. She signs her name big on the thing and then walks away. And then this whole, like, like the first, like, ten minutes of this movie are just, like, 
How much exposition can we cram into dump. the dialogue? Can we just <laughs> dump on people? Also, first of all, like, I'm not... Well, no, 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 not just dump it on people. Like, people saying, like, oh, I'm Dylan. These are my friends. It's just being like, oh, well, you are Dylan Schoenfeld. You are the, the most like, popular girl in school. They're trying to make it sound like dialogue. But, but it's, it's not so dialogue. Nice. They're just literally no. feeling... They're too lazy to, like, naturally show these things. So they're just, like, dumping it on you. Hence, what I said earlier, no, these people in this movie speak in a way that no human would ever mm-hmm. speak. Um, first of all, I'm not doing a fashion corner because this is one of those really? movies where... I find that hard to believe. Well, this is one of those movies where, like, the fashion is its its own character and I need to just touch upon it um, as we move okay. through. But That's my fine. first note was these outfits in all caps that her and her two minions are wearing, you know, like, the, there's, like, a fashion term that's, like... You should, like, when you get dressed in the morning, um, before you leave the house, you spin around, look at yourself, and take one thing off. Because it's simple is better. Like, just, if you have a bunch of accessories up, just take one thing off. These bitches were spinning around for the, the house and adding six more things. You don't need to wear a scarf and six necklaces. That's too many things on your neck. Like, I feel like the costume designers are just, like, piling shit on them. It makes no sense. They are all wearing, like so many clothes at the same time and so many accessories there's there is a lot i have so much that even i noticed like what is happening with yes. these outfits but the thing is be, me being me is i didn't know if they were actually good outfits or not so i was waiting to see what you were gonna say i so can't negative. tell when this it. do you know when this movie happened when was this created 2011 that okay they are not good outfits those are Okay. <laughs> Those are good outfits for like 2003. They are seriously, somebody was asleep at the wheel. There is kind of something, it just reminded me that there's a couple connections, funnily enough, that can be made to the movie we watched last month. Now you see it. Because there are some serious connections, which I will cover serious in a second. tank top with another shirt over it. Yeah, or well that... That's one, but we'll get to it in a bit. But, like, so these movies, those movies are feasibly so p- far apart time-wise. Do you know what I mean? Right that's, right, that's what made me think of it, that I was like, why does this movie feel like it was made in the early 2000s? When yes, it was made in, in 2011. But so they start walking through the cafeteria being like, oh, you know, you're there's no way you're going to lose. You're already the most popular girl in school. Um, and then she, like, walks through each of the click tables and being like, oh, they're easy votes. This oh, those movie, people fall hold on, just one second, okay. before you yeah. go, just yeah. note, go my note on the click tables. This movie borrows generously from Mean Girls. There is no, multiple I, I literally, points. I, we, 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 made this in, we made this in Princess Protection Program, too. Dylan is discount Regina George. She That's is. Who she is. She is bargain bin Regina George and like this yes. whole lunchroom scene where like they go through the different cliques that are like sitting in the lunchroom like that is Mean Girls and there's like a group of girls where there's like a group of girls wearing a shirt that she's like that shirt I introduced last year and it's like when Regina George like wears the bra with the shirt yes. with the yes. holes cut out or whatever and then a girl comes up to her and is like oh I cut my hair just like you said like the girl who comes up to yes. Regina that one part like it's a lot of it it's, it's, it's Mean Girls it's literally straight from Mean Girls although also we should bring up that much like Zap this movie is based on a is it really? Did a computer did a computer write the book? Because <laughs> no, I think a, a woman, computer wrote the book. No, a woman movie. wrote the book, surprisingly. A woman computer? Uh, I don't know. But uh I, well the thing is, I think they changed the story of the book significantly. Uh, because I don't first of all, yes, the book is called Geek Charming, which makes a lot more sense because I do not think this film should be called Geek Charming. It's a bad title. Yeah, why um, is it called Geek Charming? Because the book is called Geek Charming, and I guess that was in the author's contract that it had to be called that. But I think, I, based on what I could 
uh, glean from some Wikipedia articles and some like book reviews. I don't think Blossom Queen was a part of the book. Well, that's weird because Blossom Queen is the entire point of the it's, movie. It absolutely is. But I think the just the book was more about like, oh, these two people from different social stratas like falling in love over making this movie about her. I think they fed like clueless Mean Girls and then the book into a computer and then it spat out this movie script based on those influences. Um, but it's terrible. I want to point out a few things um, going into this scene, um, she speaks fake French. That's like her, her one she of her. She does that a lot. And she does it worse than in, uh, what was it? What's the one you like with Lindsay Lohan? Get a clue. Get a clue. Uh, where she like, uh, Lexi would do that sometimes get a clue and just be like, oh, fabulous, fabulosa or whatever. I don't know what she said. Like she did a little fake French. She does it all of the time. So I don't much. know who slipped what into a Disney Channel exec's drink that they <laughs> it, it told someone at some point that the sign of popular vain girls is speaking in fake French. Who told them that? I have never I seen know. that in the wild in my life. I'm a woman. I have <laughs> dealt with bitchy girls named Madison. Like I, nobody is out in the wild speaking. That's fake specific because there's no one. There's no one in this movie named Madison. Like, but like you know, that's like it's a classic name, and it is. A through line in so many Disney Channel it's things. It's very prevalent. It is in Glenn a Clue. It is it's very heavily here. It's a London Tipton does it in Together of Zack and Cody. Like, it's yes. like, Liz, Ma, back from Patty. Like, they, d- whomst? Okay, you messed this? that up immediately. It's her most famous line, Emma, and it's Little Me, back from Perry. There, it's, okay, so sorry. Whatever. Check yourself. But uh, she says it all the time and it was something I was really hoping they were going to phase out once you they know don't. she went through they when she don't. went through like the obvious change that was going to happen by the end Some of the might even say they double down on the fake French. They do. It gets even also, more prominent. Speaking of the end of this movie, this I think might be the longest movie we reviewed so far. It's an hour and 37 minutes. Oh. Uh, and it, you can feel it, man. It d- I didn't a- feel it at all. This thing oh, fucking no, flew for it. me. It fucking flew. No, I, was it, like, it, I felt it. It was rough. Now you see uh, it felt longer. I was like, this is a breeze. I thought it was short. Oh my God. No, What's wrong long. with me? Let's face it, Emma. You liked this probably more than you should have. <laughs> I definitely did. Even though it was insane. Okay, the other thing I want to okay. say really quickly before we move on um, with the lunchroom scene and like what they're dumping on you. Dylan Schoenfeld is a junior. She's the most popular girl in the junior class. She's running for Blossom Queen against her rival is this girl named Nicole. Nicole who's like Patterson, captain. Nicole Patterson, who's cheerleader popular, um, and her boyfriend's on the football team. But they do this whole rundown, and I, the thing that I want to draw out most importantly is that another thing, much like fake French, that no one actually says in real life. People who are actually genuinely popular, as we are led to believe that Dylan Schoenfield is, don't talk about being popular. No, when does anyone don't. ever actually be like, I'm incredibly popular and popularity is this and this. They utter the word popular in this movie so many times it's not a sort of sounding fake to me by the end. Like it's not like a fake word. This is a big problem I have with this movie is the fact that they try to like balance out like, okay, we want to tell a love story and we also want to tell this lesson about popularity and like why it doesn't really matter or whatever. And the two just do not mesh together in this narrative. Like you could have pulled it off. Like I feel like maybe that's more of what the book was about, was about like- The popularity, you know, popularity narrative? Is not a, yeah, but it, they totally lose the plot of kind of both really by trying to mix them together. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And it's, she just talks about it so incessantly, like being popular, how to stay popular. Like mm-hmm. no one who's ever really genuinely popular speaks like that or talks like that. No, and no, you're right. Uh, definitely not. But so she's approaching where all the popular kids eat lunch, which is called the ramp. The ramp which I, 
I don't know why it's called that. It's not a ramp. It's just it's a raised, a raised platform. platform. Yeah. Like I would have gone with the stage or something. It's not an actual ramp. Uh, but I, uh, this is something I actually liked because yes, I, feel like I wrote that down is- the one thing I liked this movie was the ramp. It felt very realistic as there would be like, if there's That's a, a thing if there's like a, one like differentiated space that like only the pot like there that happens in high school where there's like there's one space the, that like everybody knows like those kids sit at and like that's the popular yes. person space and it would have like a name like that felt like realistic to high school it in did a way. i liked the i liked the implementation of the ramp uh but so she's approaching it she sees uh well at first they're like oh you know you better watch out for nicole she's coming for you and she's like huh whatever nicole has to sit down here while i have the best seat at the ramp being saved for me and then we see her boyfriend whose name is asher uh, we need to talk and about asher we, we need, need to talk about to asher. talk about asher asher he is not is, okay no there's so many i don't get what they were trying to go for with what asher. were they going for with this character it makes because literally no sense it doesn't make any sense he's okay first of all he's an idiot fine he's an asshole also fine, fine. but like also he's just a freaking weirdo yes. like okay. at, like he i don't get his character aside from stupid asshole no. and everything else is up in the are air. Are those the two things that actually bothered you? The things that are keeping me awake at night are number one, the fact that like he's literally the most popular guy in school and like the biggest mm-hmm. like superstar and he's a volleyball player? That what was the a part fuck? of it, yeah. But this that school also has a football team but like that's relegated below beach volleyball? In and what also, universe? In what also, universe? Yes, you, make, you make a good point. Beach volleyball and this <laughs> film takes place in New England. Like, it's, it's not, not in New England. It's not in New England. Where are, no, yeah, I was going to ask you, where are we geographically? Puget Sound. What? They where say you, that. No, they don't. I miss the, that. The, the, the thing that the boy is trying to get into is the Puget Sound Film Festival. Oh, I totally miss it's that. Puget, it's Puget Sound. It was filmed in Canada. but uh, I wrote it, down, I literally wrote down, look, I wrote down, I was like, where are we, in all caps, where are we geographically that there is beach volleyball and also Hollywood is an elusive faraway destination? Because hey, that doesn't in, track. We're, we're in New England. That's where it's supposed to be. They what? say that. I, I know. I don't know how you missed this. Beach volleyball? What? No, that's a, no, no, no. Yes, you're wrong. You're right. That's absolutely crazy. That that's a thing that's happening in New England. The fact that it's in was filmed in Canada makes so much sense because a lot of my notes are a lot about the outdoor scenes. Yeah, and you yeah. Can tell you can, that it's really noticeable. Fucking freezing. You can see mm-hmm. her breath so much, and her face gets all red. <laughs> like she's it's definitely like below Especially- zero. Especially, like, the last shots of the movie when, like, they're walking away on the credits roll. It's very obviously Canada. Okay. Uh, Sorry, I really so got off on a rant about Asher so she, and then that let us it's, down it's a It's fine. Pack. Asher, we'll talk more about Asher as the plot goes on. Also, he's Asher's very, haircut is batshit insane. He, has a, he has a terrible haircut. I noticed that, too. And he's always wearing a muscle shirt and, like, a necklace, and I hate him. The problem, I think, with uh, Asher, which is, like, Asher was one of the main... I think I could have probably placed this in New England had I paid some attention, but, like, the thing that keeps the piece of the puzzle that doesn't fit for new england is asher he's dressed mm-hmm. like it's 75 degrees in Always. malibu and looks and plays beach volleyball and is like a surfer dude like he doesn't fit into the new england narrative if you get what he I'm doesn't saying. fit into the narrative at all because his character <laughs> makes no sense so this so is she, her boyfriend this is her boyfriend and she takes a little perfume bottle out and she starts spritzing herself to approach him and then she gets uh, Sharpe Evans, where she gets th- food thrust at her chest. And it's like, uh, oh, actually, it's in the vein of Smart House. It's tuna noodle casserole. 
and uh, she just gets covered in noodles, and she's like, oh my gosh, you geek! And then we pan over, and then we meet our male lead, who is Matt Prokop, whose name, his name is Josh, but that doesn't get revealed for, like, a solid, Also, like, yeah, I forget his name instantly. I know she's still no. in Schoenfeld. I don't remember anything about his name or anything like that. I do want to say really quick, um... This movie also features um, straight-to-camera testimonials yep, from the two leads, which are yeah. nursed first throughout this whole movie, and it made me want to kill myself. It's And so also don't make any sense, because who are they talking to in these no, straight-to-camera? It's, the, it's the same. This was the connection I was talking about to Now You See It. It's the same thing as Now You See It. Who are you talking to? Why are you recording yourself for this? Like, I thought maybe because it's about making a movie. Now you see it. Now you see it made a little bit more sense because it was like, oh, she's like doing this for the record of like her tapes. This, okay, exactly what you're about to say, Luke. I had the exact same note. I thought they were going to cut this into the documentary, like their individual testimonials, but it has nothing to do with the movie. And they also are revealing things in these testimonials that they didn't even reveal to each other in person. Like they would never give these to the other person. So it yeah, doesn't no, make any sense why they would be filming themselves. No, but yes. So she has a vlog after she gets the noodles thrown out her being like, oh, oh my gosh, I can't believe it, blah, 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 blah. And then like they do like time rewind and we go back and see it from the boy's perspective. And he is kind of supposed to be the trope of the kid who films everything because he's always has a video camera. But uh, he's like filming the lunch late and he's like, is this the tuna noodle? Is this fettuccine Alfredo from last week recycled? Like he's trying to like do a hard hitting expose or whatever. But uh, then he like walks up and he's about to cross her path. And then they do this insane shot where like she's spritzing the perfume and then it was supposed to happen is she's supposed to accidentally spritz him and like yes. it blinds him and then he throws the noodles at her but the shot of him is just him getting pelted with water but uh she's like you're so gut roast that is legitimately how she talks yes she's gonna talk that way through the rest of the film folks. she will never give it up uh but then he then we cut to a vlog of him talking about it. i was like oh god he has vlogs too they both have like, vlogs <laughs> he also another thing he has is the fullest lips in the world kylie mm-hmm. jenner watch your back sure. because matt Prokop <laughs> is coming for your ass he has the crazy like the biggest lips ever it really i could not get over it but so then he goes to sit down at the film club table which is his click uh, a full, the film the club is a whole new minefield. So to we have through. we have Ari, who is in charge of the exposition for this scene. I don't even know these people's names. I didn't even know they had names. Uh, Steven, who is in four tropes in one. He thank you, is, thank you. I read that down too. What he's, the fuck? He's so many tropes. He is the inventor yes. kid. So I'm like, so they're he, film nerds, but one kid is randomly an inventor that's like building yeah. shit that's exploding. Mm-hmm. Like that has nothing to do with film. He is the fat kid trope. Uh, he is the always hitting on women but striking out trope. And then the nerd trope that they're all basically kind of trying to embody. He's like a storm of tropes and he's totally irrelevant to the plot pretty much. And then there's... They set this up as like these people, these characters are going to be like incredibly important. Like the amount of time we spend with them, you would think at the beginning, Mm -hmm. at least you would think they would be remotely relevant to the plot. They serve no purpose. No. All the plot lines of these people that are established in the beginning are completely dropped like a hot potato by the end of the Mm -hmm. movie. We have never Uh, even with them. 
Although I will say the girl is kind of one of my favorite characters in this. But what is the point of her? What is the point point. of her? That's what I'm saying. There's no point, but she's just really fun to watch because she's like hopelessly in love with Josh, but she has like five lines. Like she does not talk. She never speaks. And it's just all with her facial expressions, just being like, oh, oh, I would go out with you. And then no one says anything. She's just like, oh, okay. What is the point though of having a female that's hopelessly in love with our main character just to do nothing with it? It just like hangs there. But it's, but she's, She's a, but she's just kind of funny. She's no point. You're I right. Get that. But I, I get kind that. I kind of found her kind of funny. But so Ari gives us all our exposition. He's like, oh, our vaulted film club president decided to show up. So he's the film club president. Exposition. So did you pick up, did you pick your documentary, your film project for the Sound Film Festival? <laughs> and, he, and then he's like, no, I haven't thought of something yet. I'll come up with something. And then, uh, then he's there's asks her something about the ramp, and he's like, "Oh man!" I don't know. He says like, "Where's your food?" And he's like, "It's gone where no mortals have gone before." The ramp. Okay. And, when they and, set up and, that joke, did you not think he was gonna say Dylan Schoenfeld's bra? Because like because it went down her chest. I was like, "Is he gonna make a joke about her chest?" And I, I did like, kind of think that. Yeah, that it was like it was because it fell on her chest, and he was like, "Where only mortals have gone before." Dylan's boobs. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. I thought where I thought it was going. But, like, because that's the most natural joke. The ramp doesn't make any fucking sense, but whatever. Oh, also, we skipped over. The one other person we meet in the scene is a girl named Amy, who is playing guitar in a corner. Because, you know, that just happens in high school. She's she's guitar girl trope. She is the trope of a girl who plays guitar and and she has pink hair. And then further exposition is given by Ari, where he asks Josh, like, man, you've had a crush on Amy for, like, since second grade. Aren't you going to ask her out? No, we also, no, there's also exposition dump when Dylan's walking past her. We learn that her and Amy used to be friends back in, like, the second grade when they were younger. But then she dumped her to become popular. So this used to be Amy's best friend. And our male lead, Josh, is in love with Amy. This is also yes. a girl from Pretty Little Liars. Um Allie sure. something. This, this She's probably one of the more notable people in this movie, so I thought I'd All throw right. it out there. Fair enough. Um, but so he's like, no way. I never talked to her. Blah, 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 um, She's like, I just have, I just don't have time to date because I'm working on my films, you know. Oh, my God. I hate this person. So then he, so the lunch is over. And he goes to see, like, the guy in charge of the film festival who's their student, who this dude loves Josh and talks about it openly, where he's just like, ah, my favorite student. Oh, my star student. I don't know, man. Like, but, like, it was really weird how much he references the fact that he likes Josh. But he's like, so what are you submitting? He's like, oh, I, I was thinking of doing this documentary. Okay, also, uh, I put down, is this teacher Scottish? Where the fuck are we? Because I didn't ever yes, listen he, to the he does have sound a, He does have a Scottish he's, accent. He's a full Scottish brogue in, like, in, no, mm-hmm. in a movie where no one else has an accent. I don't know. It could just be from Scotland. I didn't think that much about it. I was just like, okay, whatever. You know what? He's got an accent. You know and not what? every accent I, needs I an explanation I thought it was insane. And you know what? Let me have this. Yes. And you know what? I come from a place, personally, oh, as God. a movie watcher and viewer. You're already pissed that I'm going on this rant. I want to know two things. Number one, where are we? Tell me Keep where we sounds. are. This movie did but it wasn't drawn enough attention to it, and I missed it. They, Number they two, say every accent needs to be explained. Tell me where you came from. Talk about coming over from Scotland. Give me a throwaway line. I need to know where you're from and why you talk like that. And that's my fucking prerogative, all right? Continue. Oh, okay. So here's the thing. I didn't... I just did some Googling while you are going on this rant. I don't know where Puget Sound is, apparently, because it's apparently in Washington. What? Uh, I thought <laughs> I thought Puget Sound was in New England. 
I was and going blindly off of off of your uh, I, words I there. Was, so I, I very much thought Puget Sound was in New England, and I was very wrong. I'm that's sure very wrong. That's I'm, the other I'm side sh- of the country wrong. Yeah, and I'm sure someone's been yelling at their uh, yelling at us for the past like forty Wait, minutes is about it the fact Washington that, State, right? Washington State, yes. Oh my God, you were really wrong. I was very wrong, huh? I totally thought. Puget Sound was... I thought Puget Sound was like Rhode Island or that area. That's a very I, random location for this movie. It, Again, it, the beach volleyball, I'm, still not fully tracking. No, no, age. still doesn't track. Still does not track, but I totally thought... It's a, I man. will say it's a little less insane to think about West Coast than it than someone playing beach volleyball in New England, but still not, not great. Yeah, I goofed it real bad. My apologies on that one, folks. But so he... Uh, he gives us more exposition about the film festival. I'm just also laughing pro- at people that were definitely listening to this being like, you were- fucking idiots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to get that. It's going to happen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We, we made up for it in time, guys. Anyway, he gives us more exposition that the fact that the winner of the film festival gets uh, a trip, not a trip, gets to go to this Hollywood film camp. That's all it's going to be called. It's just Hollywood film also, camp. Also, like, that was my problem. Is like, why is Hollywood so elusive to them? I guess Washington State, that would still be a little elusive. Well, like, also, it's, a, it's the fact that Josh is kind of supposed to be poor, but not really. It's a confusing thing. He's not community. poor. He lives in a beautiful home. Yeah, he, yeah, it's weird. We're going to get there. Uh, but so he's like, okay, so I was, so he hands him his submission. It's like, I want to do this documentary about robot voices in science fiction. Josh is very into science fiction. Something that they touch upon twice, but never really see through. Uh, but it's, I, I gotta admit, it's kind of an interesting idea where it's like, yeah, you know, you think about like, how do people make, uh, the robot noise? Cause in like the sixties, it was all just like beep, boop, beep. And now we've got like, you know, like they've changed, it's changed over the years. And I was like, that's kind of an interesting idea for a documentary. I feel like you have to make it in Hollywood though. Cause you'd have to talk to a lot of Hollywood people about that, but it's, it just seems ambitious for a student. But then the teacher's I just stopped like, yeah, listening to you like a long that's fine. time ago. Yeah. I did the same thing when you were going on, you're like seven rants that you've gone on so far in this episode. Uh, and then the teacher's Ooh, like, this is, a, this is a terrible, this is a terrible idea. You need to come up with something that really challenges you, man. You need it to be challenging. They say the word challenge a lot in this film. And he's like, okay, I'll come up with something and I'll bring it back. So then we cut to the mall. And I also Dylan just, is... This was the point. The mall scene was when I typed the note. If she says one more thing in French, I'm going to turn this off. I didn't follow uh, through no, on that. I was going to say, <laughs> you should have turned it off like 17 times after that. Yeah, I didn't follow through on that thread, but that's how frustrated I was. Just to take you to where I was emotionally with this movie, that's how frustrated I was with the fake French. So we cut to the mall and we meet uh, Dylan's dad, who like owns the mall. And he's like, what should we put owns in this seem- store? seemingly everything in the town. <laughs> He owns this. He runs this place. Wherever we are geographically, he fucking owns I'm, it. That's I all keep, you mean. can't keep making jokes about where we are because I've explained we're in Puget Sound. You were times. wrong the first time. The next thing no, I know, in the, the next fifteen was, minutes, you're going to tell me that we're in fucking Canada. I no, we I don't knew, know. I knew. I knew we were in Puget Sound. I just didn't know where Puget Sound was. That's you're not a reputable source anymore. I'm that's not fair. convinced. All right. But so he's like, what should we put in the store? And she's like, uh, cupcakes. And he's like, you're my number That's one advisor. Classy. She's like, that'll give it a class factor, a glam factor. I'm like, really? Will it? Cupcakes? Another thing that is so 2005. Like, what, mm-hmm. when was this movie written? I don't, I, I don't know, dog. Um, but so I immediately asked the question, where is her mom? We'll get into it. Oh, will we ever get into it? And so it? then then she asks him, by the way, I need to talk to your marketing people. I need them to make me all posters and buttons and signs uh, for to run for Blossom Queen. And he's like, no, I'm not going to let you do that. You'll figure it out. You're a smart kid. Uh, and she's like, oh, okay, cool. 
And then we cut to Josh, who works in a cell phone, cell phone store, store like a in the mall. Mask. But also, it looks like it's out of 2005. Every yes. store, every phone in there is like a flip phone. It looks super cheaply well, done. I feel like, like this movie it, was shot in 2005 and then just sat on a shelf for a long time. I mean, I know that's not possible because of like her, her, their ages, but like something, or like someone wrote it in 2005 and it just sat there until they made it. I don't know. I just know that it's a very dated feeling. Also, a thing that happens in this scene is that he sees Amy walk by in an apron, and they do this thing where they every like, time slow the he ca- sees Amy, it's they, they, they slow the, they slow the camera down and like play like ah like the most over the top thing. But also, I thought they were going to address the fact that Amy works in the mall at some point. Never comes up again. Never. Uh, they work in the same mall, and we never we never see no. it again. But so then Dylan is standing in front of her fount- a fountain with Hannah and Lola. And I immediately said, oh, she's going to fall in that fountain. That does not happen. I was wrong. What they do is they have her be like posing for a photo or checking her phone. I don't remember. And then a bee comes up and then she's like, oh. And she starts like swatting at the bee. She's like, oh, God, get out of here. Blah, 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 blah. And then like she throws her purse up and it la- and that lands in the fountain. She's like, oh, God, my purse. Please, someone help. Help. Call 911. And she's just shouting for like a solid like. Way too long. Let's just say yes. that. And and Josh sees this and he's like, oh, I know what to do. And so he runs out of his store and he like takes his shoes off and he goes down to the fountain. And he just like starts walking in the fountain. And then the girls are like, Oh, it's that. Why did he take his shoes off? What is the? Because he only has one pair of shoes and he doesn't want to. Oh go my god! They're like Converse. Like who they the are. fuck cares? Uh, well, if they're, they're your only pair of shoes, Emma. Uh, but so he goes to the fountain and he gets the bag out. It lasts like a solid five minutes. It's but. so unnecessarily long, but also like they stretch it out and like in the way that they do it to stretch it out, like to make it like go longer. But they make Josh look like the most incompetent person alive, like trying to just pick a bag out of the water. It almost feels like those um like infomercials where people are just like dropping shit and spilling like to advertise like as seen on tv products like just reach in and grab the purse like use your two hands reach down grab it he's like dropping it it's floating away like it's not that hard and it he like to stretch out this sequence they make it look like he cannot do the simplest of tasks i think what they're trying to go for is that like he doesn't want to get too wet and like there's you know like jets shooting up and he's trying not to get in them but they like yeah you're right it's very very bad and so then he gets the purse and he gives it to him and there is generally a good joke where he sets the purse down on like the side of the fountain next in between his two shoes and she's like oh my gosh and then she's just like gross and then shoves his shoes into the fountain into the fountain and and then grabs the purse i thought that was funny and he's just like and she doesn't even say thank you she just walks right away uh, and then he's like, seriously? And he goes he goes to find her, he's still soaking wet. And he's like, hey, listen, I want you to be the subject for my documentary for the film festival. All about, you know, like you mm-hmm. and being popular and being like your campaign to be Blossom Queen. And she's like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. It'll be the perfect edge I have to edge out Nicole. Cause she's, you know, she's got like the whole football team on her side, but I've got a movie being made about me. Perfect, perfect, perfect. All right, yeah. meet me for lunch. She's um, she's very quickly turned on to the idea. It's very fast. She's like, okay, meet me at for lunch tomorrow and we'll start shooting then. Cool. And he's like, all right, great. And then they do like this juxtaposition of them each going home. Okay, and- first of all, Dylan's house is batshit insane. 
Yeah, it has a real like Asian architecture yes. vibe. The whole the first like I don't remember. I've seen this movie before. I did not remember this about the house. That like it is like so super like modern and crazy looking. Like the whole the front door is like a circle. Like the whole front door is this. It's not even like a normal door. It's a massive circle. It's like supposed to look like really like minimalist, but it just looks like the place like a super villain would live. Like a little normally. bit. Yeah. I could I could see like our heroes storming this house and being attacked by ninjas or whatever. It's so weird. I was like, this is bizarre. But so she comes home and she's got all her shopping bags and she's like, Marta, I need help carrying. And there's nobody responds. She's just walking around this empty house. And then there's a little uh, there's a little uh, note. It's like, oh, I went to the dentist. Uh, food, dinner's in the fridge. Immediately from that, I knew Marta was not going to make an appearance in this film. I did not. Um, I kept waiting for her to show up, honestly. No, I was waiting for you Marta. Think, you think they're going to pay an actress, Emma? You think they're no. going to throw some more money out? Anyway, so then she eats her dinner very sadly and just kind of by herself. And then she goes and starts working on her homework. But then she gets a notification from not Facebook. Uh, like oh yeah like fa- fake facebook it's like fa- they call it like the woodlands academy student online yearbook or something it's facebook but they couldn't do so facebook. she gets a facebook notification that amy has posted a picture of them and it's a picture of them in the second grade when they used to be friends when like, they, like of them as little kids. Fair or something yes i yes. don't remember and then she gets all sad and she's like why would she do that blah, blah, blah. and then i was like what is she, like why do you care like i get that who the, the picture, fuck cares yeah but then here's what happens folks she's she cut we cut to her in vlog and she uh, goes my mom took that picture and here it is ladies guess and what happened to the mom i bet you guys know i bet you guys can guess the mom is dead <laughs> yep she is dead and we cut to dylan sitting over a box with a pink dress in it that's got photos of the mom just like holding it and stiffing and she's like my mom died when i was in like third grade i miss her a lot and i and first of all the second i saw the dress i was like okay so she's gonna wear that at the end she's gonna wear it at the end and the mom used to be the boss and clean that's why she actually cares about it calling that shot now and i slam dunked it uh, I actually will admit, I, I, Sarah Hyland, this script is terrible. Sarah, Sarah Hyland is, is doing a great not job. A terrible actress. They are. She's doing the best with what she is given, yeah. and when and she, she is at her best when there is no dialogue because the dialogue is so terrible. But so, but like the actual scene where she was holding the dress and like smelling it, like putting it to her face, I started crying a little bit because it was really cute. I will give Disney Channel credit that this dead parent actually has a purpose in the plot of the story. They're not just dead to be dead. Like, they're not just, like, dead and, like, that's, like, an excuse for them not being around. This dead mom is, like, informing her character and the character's yes. motivations, which and is nice and refreshing. Yes. But, like, yeah, it's not like Johnny Tsunami or Ultimus Christmas Present where it's just, like, hard left turn for no reason. Dead parent. All right, back to the story. It is there a part of what's happening. a dead parent in Johnny Tsunami? What are you talking yes, there about? Is, yes, there is. Uh, Jet Jackson's mom is dead. Oh, and the oh, second... oh, I thought you were... I was thinking of the Tsunami family. No, 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 no. They walk into his house and yes. he's like, cool, where's your mom? And he's like, oh, dead. my mom died a couple years ago. And we just pan over to a picture of the three of them and it's never referenced again. That was the best dead mom reveal in quite some time. No, 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 no. Ultimate Christmas present was better. Where it's just completely yes. out of left field that Brandon Song's parents and were then dead. Never, that one was and better. never touched upon again. No, that one was better. Uh, and by better, I mean worse. She's crying over the she, she's crying over the dress, and then we cut to Josh, 
uh, pulling up to his house in his crappy car. Dylan has a BMW that says Dillish on the license plate. I wrote that down as well, which bums me out beyond belief. That's a thing. But so this is this is what I'm saying. She also refers to it as the Dillish mobile. Multiple. She does. She does do it. But uh, this is what I was saying, is that Josh is kind of trying to be painted as being poor because he's got a crappy car and he only has one pair of shoes or whatever. But his house is really nice. Like, it's they a live beautiful in a very, home. They live in a very nice house. And he goes in and we meet his mom and his dog, who is a g- massive the Great Dane. The dog's name is Mouse, which is a joke. Yeah, it's a it's joke. a massive Great Dane. Uh... Yeah, right. Uh, but the mom, I really like the mom. I like movie. this mom a lot. I like this she's mom fun a lot. and she's like cracking jokes or whatever. And she has like this through line where she's taking a bunch of cooking classes. She's post divorce. Her- she like got divorced yeah. and is now like trying to find herself via. Cooking yeah, that's classes. that's the other thing is we don't see his dad, but we learn in a couple scenes that they got divorced and they address it multiple times. And his dad so- lives in San Diego. San Francisco. San Diego. And no. San Francisco. San Diego. You Fris- stupid it's Frisco. fuck. It's Frisco. No, it's- I wrote it down. <laughs> I wrote down San Diego. I'm Netflixing it now. Wrong. I'm not wrong. It's San Diego. Gonna pull it up right now, you son of a bitch. You I know this. illiterate fuck. I'm telling you right now, it is San Diego. I'm doing this. I hope you fucking do. So he goes home. His mom is like, she was making like a sushi making class and like there's a bunch of gags of like her her food They do the thing where it's like, oh, let's just call for him for pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what does your dad do? He owns a bunch of real estate around town. So he's either always working or hanging with his girlfriend. Yeah, my dad lives in San Diego. Damn it! Thank you! Son of a bitch! Suck it! (laughs) Suck it! Damn it! I haven't felt this vindicated in a long time. It Damn has, it. This is the only thing that brings me joy is being right about this. I told you it was San Diego. It's, it's all right. I, I, did this, I did the same thing. I did this thing in uh, 13th year, and I was proven right then. So I'll give you this one. I, I need to get a Any, little piece of the, this glory. Yeah, you, anyway. Yeah, so we meet the mom. Blah, 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 blah. He throws his shoes in the dryer. She puts her purse in the dryer or whatever. We cut to school the next day, and he... Uh, I was talking to her, like, all right, you ready to get started? And she's like, okay, ground rules. You, like, can only shoot me from my good side. You can't hang out with me outside of filming hours, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes, are you always this high maintenance? Obviously for the trailer. Yes. And then she's like, all right, here, take this and go uh, put my food down, and then we'll start filming. And he's like, okay. So then he goes to sit down at his film table, and he's like, tells him, like, yeah, I'm doing this thing about popularity with Dylan. It's a real pain in the ass, but whatever and then she's like hey what are you doing and he's like what she's like i told you to put my food down and he's like on the ramp she's like yeah where else would i eat and this is actually a really funny scene where he like stands up to oh, go over to the ramp and like they and like block everybody every, everybody in the lunchroom gasps and it's like oh, he's approaching the ramp and then these two dudes stand up each wearing identical polo shirts and then they're just like mm, start like mean mugging him and then he's like I'm, I'm with her like he starts like pointing to her and she's like yeah come on he's like we're making a movie really sorry and i was just like this is actually genuinely really funny i, I liked what they did again the ramp is a fun part of this i movie. like the ramp and i like the idea that it would be bizarre if someone just just like got a wild hair on their ass and like decided to sit there and like that's like what this is it's like oh my god like he can't go up there even though like there's no rules then like she's like no he's with me and waves him onto the ramp and they're gonna start shooting her movie and like interviewing interviewing her at lunch this is where mm-hmm. i made the note that you don't need a statement scarf and a necklace at the exact same time no yeah, none of those <laughs> things need to exist yeah because she so he starts asking her some questions and being like so why do you want to be blossom queen and she's like uh 
I am Blossom Queen or whatever. But it's like, I, it's like a symbol of popularity. He's like, well, why do you care? You're already popular, which is a good point. And she's like, well, she has this whole metaphor where it's like, you know, the, well, the number one lemonade company doesn't need to advertise. They're already number one, but they do it anyway in order to, to stay, stay number one. one. I, that was a good point. That was a good that's point. A good, that's a good metaphor. But then she says, like, she wants to be the most popular person at Woodlands Academy ever. And I don't know what that means. She's like, I want to be more popular than anyone else has ever been before. And this is kind of something we were talking about earlier, where, like, in this movie, they talk about popularity like it's, like, um, a physical, tangible yes, thing. Yes, yes, it's, like, not. Where it's like it's you, not. Where it's you not, like, capital. It. Like, and then, yeah, it's, I don't know who decided that that's how they would breach this topic. They talk about it like, like it's a football. Like, it's, like, passed and, like, held on. Like, it's not. It's That's not how that works. Or it's, like, you have, like, a reserve of popularity, and then, like... Yeah, it's a very strange thing they're trying to do. And she also says it's like the gateway to lifelong popularity, which again, I don't know what that means. What is like, lifelong popularity? I, I don't I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like you weren't, it's, it's first of all, it's not lifelong because you weren't popular in like second grade or whatever because you were chilling with Amy. So yeah, I don't get what that means. Guitar girl. Yeah, but so then they go after doing some filming there. Uh, well, Asher shows up, right? Or is that... Yeah, and he's pissed that Josh is on the ramp with them. He's like a massive dick about Josh being there, and that's basically it. And then we cut. So yeah, Asher shows up. He's all pissed off. Whatever. Then she's, he's like, well, do you do it? He's, he's like, so what makes you think you should be blasphemy? And she's like, oh, I give back to the community. I have a charity, Fashion Victims. And she like goes over to her this friends. This is and so like, annoying. This is Regina George also. Yeah, he's like, oh, this scarf makes you look bad. Here, take my scarf. See, I sacrificed my fashion for hers or something Also, like you didn't need that scarf because you were wearing a fucking six necklaces. You don't need that many things around your neck. God, sorry, I'm getting frustrated. Right. But so then they go to the mall and he's like, you do this every day after school? And she's like, yep. I always go shopping every day after school, which is insane. How rich is her dad? Like, that's my question. How rich know. is this dude? Because she seems to be burning money, like lighting it on fire. Crazy rich. Yeah, definitely. And she's like, just going through a line of shoes being like, have it, have it, hate it, hate it, hate it, have it, have it, have it. And he's like, at one point shoes? she also references having a shoe, pair of shoes for every single day of the year. Yep. She, he, says, he says, how many shoes do you need? And she's like, one for every day of the year. Uh, and he's like, that's she's like, how many crazy. Shoes? It's absolutely insane. And she's like, how many shoes do you, pairs of shoes do you have? And he's like, you're looking at them. And, uh, and it's the gross sketchers that got thrown in the They're not sketchers. They're no, converse. Con- converse, excuse me. He's out here wearing, he- like, sketchers shape-ups. No, they're converse. <laughs> and again, this is he's kind of supposed to be poor, question mark? I don't know. They never really see that through, and so we're a little in the dark with that. And then, so then he, he, he asks her some more questions about popularity in general, being like, so how do you get popular? And he's, she's like, it comes, there's a lot of ways. Like, Hannah and Lola's popularity comes from me. That's why they're always competing to be my best friend. She says this in front of in front, Lola. They're, they're, they're right behind her. They're right behind which her. Which is not something any human would ever do ever is just say something like that in front of the people you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Another thing that he asks her is like uh, about the levels of popularity which is a weird question where he's like because he asked her about Nicole who's running against her and she's like well you know there are different levels to popularity. There's cheerleader popularity and there's girl in a band popularity. I'm like goddess popularity or whatever she says. I don't remember what she says. Yeah I thought this was like very bizarre and something that like doesn't really make a whole lot of sense uh, mainly because popularity is such a big thing in this movie and I can never nail down that guitar girl's popularity. Like he has a massive crush on her and she's like out of his league but she's considered a loser to Dylan. Like it doesn't line up 
for like where no. she's supposed to be in the social strata. Like I don't get it. No, it doesn't really match. Uh, and then he's like, so the populars only hang with populars? And she's like, well, yeah, it's easier that cats way. Cats don't hang yeah. with dogs. Cats don't hang with dogs. Uh, it's like, that way there's no misunderstandings. Like, if we hung out outside of making this movie, you might get the wrong idea and ask me out. Foreshadowing. Heavy foreshadowing. This movie is so heavy-handed with its popularity shit. Like, I wish they just, like, naturally, like, had them come together and, like, like each other instead of, like, hitting us over the fucking head with this, like, cats don't hang with dogs. You can't ask me out because I'm popular. Like, we get that. You don't need to, like, call it out in every single line of dialogue. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I totally get what you're saying. It's very dumb. So then he takes the footage home to his mom and she's like, oh, she seems like a lot. He's like, yeah, I wanted her to be, I wanted my film to be a challenge, but I'm starting to think it might be too much of a challenge. He's like, well, stay at it. You'll be fine. So then I believe we cut to the beach party, right? Yeah. Uh, so we'll, let's take a break and then we'll come back and do the beach, par- the, uh, beach party. Okay? okay. Awesome. We'll be back in a second, folks. Bye. Hey, princess in a white dress. Chuck Taylor's got me obsessed. Wanna see you, so when can we hang out? Hey, princess, in a contest. You're the queen and you own the rest. Someday we're gonna take the crown. So then Josh rolls up to the beach and it's like they say it's a beach party, but it's very clearly just a beach volleyball game that Asher's playing. Yes. And she invited him to, you know, get some outdoor shots or whatever. And for some reason, he brought along Ari and Steven, the two nerds, not the girl nerd, because she doesn't have a name. I'm yeah, sure. and we barely see her. And so then he they he's like, you know, filming. And then there's some dumb interludes with the guys like trying to hit on girls or like trying to eat a sandwich on the beach, it's very stupid. This was a lot of dumb comedy that just took up space with, like, the film mm-hmm. with nerds trying to be outside and, like, not doing well at it. Yeah. Like, we want to go somewhere dark, like a movie theater. I'm like, okay, yeah. sorry you can't be in the sun. It was such a weird yeah, trait and then to he, give them. Yeah, and he and Dylan have a thing where it's, I was talk where it's like, he's like, sorry, we had to get directions. He's like, you don't know where the beach is? And he's like, no, nah, I don't come here that often. And he's like, everybody likes the beach. And he's like, not everyone likes the same things you do, Dylan. Again, kind of obviously for the trailer. So he's filming whatever. And then for some reason, Amy is also there. Picking uh, up trash. Picking, picking up, up trash. trash. Just Because she just like loves not. the environment and shit. She's just grabbing yeah. trash. Also, I didn't bring this up in part one, but Amy has a very fun last name. It's Amy Lubalu. I literally <laughs> wrote that down. That was my next note. I go, what the fuck is Amy's last name? Lubalu? Lubalu. It's so fun Lubalu? to say. Is that what it really it's is? A- it's it's but yeah, it's really fun to say. I'll try and see if I can find a clip of someone saying it and put it in. Yeah, there's no real music in this one, so can we just edit in a clip of someone saying her la- first and last name? Because I thought I was hearing things. I was like, is her last name really Lubaloo? 
I don't know, but it's so fun. They're always like, please, you've been trying to ask out Amy Lubalu for like three months. Also, and it's like, like, it sounds like they're just saying is... nonsense. You've been crushing on Amy Lubalu since third grade. It sounds like someone like, like accidentally like had their cat ran across the keyboard when they were typing that last name and then they just like kept it. I mean, to me, it sounded like they're trying to make like a war, but like a Lubalu like that, like some kind of noise. Oh like my that. God. Like, but also, like with this, it's so funny because like I feel like people in this movie, except for the men, weirdly, like Asher and Josh, because I don't even know Josh's last name, but uh, Dylan Schoenfield... Uh, Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. Dylan Schoenfield and Amy Lubalu are constantly referred to by their first and last names yeah, together, which definitely. is like, we get it. We know their name. We've, we address this. Also, at the speech party, I made the note, if I see one more fedora, I'm turning this off. Oh, I yeah. Well, this is follow this is through the, on this. this. This is why uh, I was expecting a fashion corner from you, because there are so many goddamn fedoras oh, and the f- and, Everyone's wearing a fucking and fedora. And boy caps. It's ridiculous. And it's not just like losers are wearing the fedora. She's wearing fedoras. Dylan Schofield's in a fedora. Random beachgoers are in fedoras. He gets made over and she puts on him a fedora. Like a fedora. It, everyone is in fedoras. Constantly. In the year of our lord 2011. Fedoras I, all around. I freaked out. I was like, I can't look at this anymore. It's a, Yeah, but you didn't, again, you didn't follow through. Uh, but so he talks to her and then Dylan just nails him with a volleyball being like, hey, hello, shoot me, make my movie. And he's, she's like, oh, hey, Dylan, how, how are you doing? She's like, I'd be doing better if strangers didn't tag me online. In random photos online. Yeah, you, you can't see that audience, but I just did a Z snap. Uh, and then she's like, I thought we used to be friends. We're not strangers. She's like, yeah, whatever. Come on, let's go make this movie. Um, and there's also a scene where Asher's just a dick to her where he's like, yeah, get me water. But we're two points down, Dylan. Like, I hate this freaking In this stupid asshole. rec volleyball game that is unclear why we're even playing it. Right. And so he just does some shots of her, like, motioning on the beach, being like, oh, are you getting my good side? Ha 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 ha. This is whimsical. The wind is blowing in my face. Uh, and then they win the volleyball thing, and then he's like, I'm going out with my boys. And the emphasis man, that is put on the phrase, my boys, is yeah. crazy here. He's like, I'm going out with my boys. I'm like, oh my god. And here's a little hot tip. Any man who uses the phrase, my boys, unironically, should be shot. Flag. Should be Red shot. Red flag, ladies and men, whoever. Red flag. Asher sucks. She So her friends also abandon her to go to the pizza place. She's just like, oh, well, shucks. And then when her car gets towed, because apparently, even though she has more money than God, she to can't buy pay her clothes, parking tickets. She can't pay her goddamn parking tickets. That's also like, that's clueless. This is clueless. You're just taking Oh, does this happen? Yes. Does this happen in clueless? Oh, I haven't seen clueless still. Uh, and I feel like we've referenced before the fact that I have not seen Clueless. Can you just watch Clueless? Because of Disney Channel. I have a lot going on. Clearly borrowing from it in multiple movies if this is the second time we've had to bring it up. Just watch Uh, it. I should watch Clueless at some point. Uh, but so... I, but she also implies that she doesn't know what parking tickets are, which is insanity. Yeah. So she's like, in she's what like, alternate little, universe do you not know what a parking ticket is? She's just like, you know, those little flyers they put on your windshield, and he's like, they're not like coupons, confetti or, or whatever. Something. Yeah, and like we're supposed, they kind of do this thing where it's like Dylan's pretending to be stupid. So this doesn't make any sense why she doesn't know what a parking ticket is. It's not, but that's not like a that's not like a smart thing. That's like a is this your first time on planet Earth? You don't know what a fucking parking ticket that's, is. It's this is more yeah, like who wrote this and why would this ever be a line of dialogue? You're right, yeah. But then Josh rolls up and he she's like, surely you have a car, right? And he's like, yeah, sure, I'll give you a ride. And so they go into his crappy car and she's of course disgusted and he's and she like and a hides bitch. from like, people it, who like walk he's past. giving you a ride yeah. and like not everyone is rich, you asshole. Right, but she's a horrible person at this point in the film, Emma. This is all this all tracks. Um, and oh, so okay. then he he like tries to start the car. 
and it doesn't start and starts like sputtering or whatever and then it's just like smoking and she's like freaky guys and he's like ah we're gonna have to find a gas station and she's like ah we and he's like fine you can stay with the car he's like oh i will not be caught dead in this car i can't sit here and then so they start walking and then they get into it she like somehow twists her ankle which this is so so convoluted she has no reason to twist her ankle She's walking down a straight street. She is wearing, as she is throughout this entire movie, six-inch heels as a 16-year-old girl, which is batshit insane to begin with. But she's just walking down the sidewalk and somehow it's like, oh, my God. I th- she literally, I have a note here about it. Hold on one second. She literally goes, like, I think it might be broken. And I'm like, uh, in what universe would, how the fuck would your ankle be broken? You barely tripped. But so then he has to carry her for a bit. But then he's just like, you know what? Screw this. You've been a total diva to me. I'm just trying to make... She also has this thing where she always refers to it as my movie. And he's like, it's my movie. I'm the director. You're just in it or whatever. It's very dumb. I will say that the fight that they get into right here was crazy to me. Like, like diva is not that offensive of a term. She makes it sound like he has just called her the worst name in the whole world. And, like, the term that he calls her is diva. It's almost yeah. like they wrote this fo- this fight about, like, him calling her a bitch or something. And, like, they couldn't say that on Disney Channel. So they, like, are like, what's another word that could be, like, bitch? They're like, uh, diva. And it so it just sounds insane. Like, you would never get this mad at someone for calling you a diva. Right. I thought what would have made more sense is if the friends had said before she goes into drama queen mode and he called her, like, a drama queen or something. And that had been the word that she hates or something because the yeah. friends had set that up being like oh but she hates being called a drama queen or something like that yeah just a little or bit whatever. of setup would have been nice if someone just like dropped something that would have made this make a, a little bit of sense i would have appreciated it but nevertheless right. but so then, th- then they agree that they're not that to give up on the movie she quits and he fires her and he and she fires him and he quits it's a whatever um, and then he just ditches her and is like, all right, have fun taking the bus because you're not getting a ride home anymore, which I thought was pretty, pretty, like, I feel like that wouldn't happen in a lot of his general movies that he yeah, just like, abandons her. Yeah, he's like, take the bus. Like, I thought he was going to have a change of heart and, like, take her back. But, like, nope, nope she's, she's, she's riding the bus. She, somehow she gets home. We don't really know. I guess it was the bus. But then we got to school the next day and she has to, like, give a speech in front of everybody about why she should be Blossom Queen, like, to campaign. She throws some candy at people being like, here, it should be, Boston Queen should be someone sweet and throws candy at the audience. And then Nicole comes up and is like, oh, hey, listen, I'm the real Boston Queen. And here's how you know, here's free cupcakes for everyone. And she has like, she has the football players all like serve cupcakes to people. And she's like, oh, no, this is bad. People are really into this. She's whole basically thing getting she's out, out performed by nicole patterson and the football team because and now that she, and then her friends are like well you still have the movie right and she's like oh yeah the movie i mean i kind of fired him and then he's like and we got to him being like oh yeah it's not gonna work out it's too much of a challenge i'm sure there's plenty of time to i'm sure i still have time to change my documentary subject and then we cut to him talking to the, the teacher being like there's no time to change your documentary subject yeah. you have to you have to it was do an, this i liked to- it that was like smash it was like a nice yeah. smash card where he's like surely there's time and then the next cut is it just goes, uh, there's not enough time for you to change your documentary. because Scottish teacher, like, lays down the law. That was a nice yeah. edit. So you, so you have to basically drop out, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, it sucks that our school is not going to be represented at the film festival. Whatever. So here's where this movie stops making sense. Yeah. Is she is like, okay, I have to get Josh to work with me again. So she steals this pamphlet from the girl film geeks uh, bag that says there's, like, a film club field trip to go see... Flight of the Navigator. This was so convoluted. She, like, takes the flyer out of the girl that's that his groupie's bag. 
mm-hmm. to go about, and it's a field trip after school for the film club. To see a science fiction film, which Disney, I think Disney was just like, hey, what movies do we own that, like, a film geek would kind of be into, but that we can't, that we don't want to, like, actually show or whatever? It's like, eh, Flight of the Navigator, who cares? I didn't uh, realize this was a real movie. This is a real it's movie. A re- this is a real movie, and they have the poster for it, and it's, it's a real Disney movie from, like, the 80s. Got it. Uh, and so I was actually surprised. I was like, oh, they did a real movie. But something that's funny is so then it cuts to them in line to see this movie, and they're talking about people who've played Dracula, and they reference Frank Langella has played Dracula, and he was Mystic Max in uh, now you see it and i thought that was so funny like i can't just yeah that happens they mentioned frank langella because he played dracula at some point i guess i remember i I remember the dracula conversation 110 percent. i fully remember the dracula conversation because then then this kid gets to flex on his muscles and do a mediocre fucking christopher walken impression the ginger kid that's the Mm -hmm. a million tropes in one he gets to flex muscles and does a christopher walken as dracula impression which i was like why is this something that we're watching? And also, like, did they have to make sure the actor could do this before they booked him? But Probably. I I did not realize they call out Frank Langella in that. They do, and I thought that was so funny. Because, uh, again, he's, like, a notable actor. Uh, but so then she just, like, walks up, and she's supposed to be wearing, like, normal clothes, I guess. It still isn't normal. It's still too much. It's a lot. She walks up, she's like, I'm just with you. He's like, you like science fiction? And she's like, yeah, fiction, science, what's not to like? So they go to the movie. Yeah, that was a good line. And they go and see the movie and we don't really get her like reaction to it in any way, shape, or form because it just cuts to like them at a coffee shop after. Um, And then they're talking and the, the other film geeks are upset that she's like horning in on their field trip and the girl is even like, I'm supposed to be the only girl. And I was like, don't be self-sexist, girl in film club. Girls, there can be plenty of girls in film the club. The fact that we have to call her girl in film club because she doesn't have a name is truly yeah. says more about this than anything could. Yeah, and then they're like, she's clearly just trying to get to you or something. Like, look at her. What's with the new look? And I was like, she doesn't look She doesn't different. look any different. Her no, hair is like pinned happening. up and she's wearing like a leather jacket, but still a crazy top and like massive heels. She doesn't look any like real amount dialed down she still looks crazy and then they have her they're like talking about the movie and it's like i don't it doesn't make sense that he wouldn't have aged in the space travel and then she's like well according to einstein's relativity oh my god and then they all just like look at her and it's like all right cool so then he She basically Dylan, solves this math problem about, like, how, like, the age wouldn't show up because of light years and math or whatever. And it's another showcase of, like, her being smart, which is, like, again, something we're supposed to know about her, but then uh, it doesn't pay off. No. And then it cuts to them just, like, walking from the movie theater. He's like, oh, so you know about, like, science or whatever. And she's like, hmm, only nerds get A's or whatever. And this is something I've never understood. First of all, we're going to find out later that she does get A's on stuff. That's literally a thing we see later. Yeah, but I've we never see gotten it. The, I've never gotten the whole secretly smart trope where, like, oh, I'm, you know, the popular girl, but also I do really good in school, but I guess I just don't tell anyone. Like, I feel like people would know... Like, your friends would know what you're getting on tests. Like, you, that's a hard secret to keep, I feel like. I don't know. Yes. But like, it, only make, it only makes sense if you're doing, like, the Mean Girls thing where, like, Katie was specifically doing bad on purpose in order to get uh, the guy. But it just, it doesn't track in this scene. No. And then, and then he, like, give, wants to, he says, like, yeah, I'll give you a ride home because, you know, you get your car got towed or whatever. And then she's like, you know, I was thinking I could rehire you to my movie. And then he's like, yeah, all right. 
we I I'll we can do the movie again. We were kind of being mean about it, whatever. Because again, he needs her too. Because he had to otherwise he'll have to drop. Otherwise he's dropped. Yeah, out of he his can't change the subject now, or he so he needs her. It's like a it's for both of them, right? They both yeah, yeah. realize she and, she still needs the movie in order to be Blossom Queen, and she still needs the movie in order to go to Hollywood Film Camp. So I was like, okay, great, we're back on track. The term the Hollywood Film Camp still cracks me up. It's yeah, so generic. It's, it's super generic. But so then we roll up into her house and then she's like, hey. So then she's like, hey, do you want to come in for a little bit and hang out? And I was like, why is this suddenly your prerogative? Why are you trying to be friends with him now? I didn't like, even nothing, think about that, but you're so right. All of a sudden now no, she's nothing, open. Nothing has changed in her character. Are we to believe like the movie changed her? Like the seeing the movie with him was like. I, I don't think so. But it's just like nothing has happened to you that made you want to be friends with him or anything. Like you just needed him to agree to do the movie again. And he did that. So why are you trying to hang out with him now? I didn't even think about that, but you are very right. It's, I it's don't such understand a conf- why It's this a confusing shift. shift is, it, it doesn't make any sense that, like, now, oh, now I'm going to be, like, a normal person or something. And this is this is the scene where he asks her about her mom, and she's like, oh, my mom died when I was young, and my dad uh, is always busy with work because he, you know, owns the mall. And don't forget estate. about his girlfriend, Amber. Or I think about a Amber time. a lot. I think about Amber a lot, apparently. I wrote a lot of Amber uh, Cedric notes, but the a funny thing about this scene to me, just the only thing that I wrote down that's worthwhile calling out is that, like, yeah, they kind of talk about the fact that his, again, like, his dad lives in San Diego, and her uh. mom is dead, and whatever. They're both a little, you know, broken. And But there is a point where he's setting up a shot in the living room, and yes. he looks at a photo that's hanging up in their living room displayed as like framed picture and it's the mom as blossom queen and she's i guess in the kitchen at this point or something well also let's not skip over the extended sequence of her making and everything but but the the kitchen kitchen saying sunday which is it was Sunday, which is just her take another crack at saying the word Sunday, Emma. I, everything but the kitchen sink Sunday. I don't know why there I messed that up, but yeah. it, that is it, a very long scene, and she's just. I think it was supposed to make her look like cute and relatable, and like someone who eats food. I don't know what the point of that was. It's very stupid, but yeah. Then he starts like set this shot up and zooms in. And so he so he like, zooms in on the picture, but then this is the craziest part of the scene. She again, we're like this dialogue makes no sense. She's like Snoop much, and it, mm-hmm. it like walks in and i was like snoop he's looking at a picture that's in your house it's not like he's like yeah. digging through your drawers or like when it looked underneath your bed like that's just a framed picture in the room that you've invited him into like what he's not snooping it, yeah you're right it was very strange i i agree and i had that written down too oh also we had a line that we missed where she he says I didn't know you had such a big brain under that pretty little head of yours. Oh, and that was weird. And, that and was so and then weird. She goes, and then she goes, you really? You think I'm pretty? And he's like, yeah, doesn't everybody? And I was like, wait, why are you admitting that she's pretty? What? I, That's what I'm saying. This gear shift to them suddenly starting to be friends and liking each other is so weird. It's out of nowhere. Oh, my God. I forgot about that line. That was, it was like, it was like a weird, like, dad would say where he's like, in that pretty little head of yours. I was like, what the fuck? I, it's bad. Um, but yeah, so then this is the, so then they she gives the whole exposition. My parents met 
at the uh, spring dance, and my mom was Blossom Queen back in also, the old in days. What, how did that happen? They went to the same high school. How I wrote that school? down, too. How did you not, like, I get you're not going to be friends with everybody you went to high school with, but you had he to would have, know like, who they are. Yeah, you had to know that they exist or something. Um, and then she's, but so then she talks like, yeah, that's, that's why I kind of want to win Blossom Queen, because I feel like we'd be connected uh, for real or something. And I was like, how what like I, look i get wanting to be blossom queen because your mom was i get that makes sense but why does that prove that you're still connected like, i don't of know. course it's you're like still she's connected following she's in her mom's mom. footsteps i guess that's what i say well say that say i always wanted to be just like her and being blossom queen is part of that or something not just like it make me feel like we're connected i was like of course you're still connected it's your dead mom it's not what like what are you talking about that didn't bother me so much i was like oh i get it i was like oh that's uh, nice that didn't really bother me i guess whatever uh but so then she says you know what would really be good for the movie uh doing a makeover and he's like she's like i want to make you over and he's like no let's not do that but then after this whole spiel he's like all right i'll do it let's you can make me over makeover montage number one number but it's two. a boy makeover montage yeah number two and it but it is the classic thing that i've always described in previous podcasts that i like where they like try on crazy things and then the person sitting there and they're like thumbs down no and then like they yeah, try they on do one do reasonable that. thing and they're like oh yeah Okay, so I said, number one, makeover montage. First of all, um, is this room in their house? This fucking showroom of hats and clothes? So here's the thing, though, is they have to be at a store, right? Because why would she have all these boy clothes? That's what I'm saying for a for a 16-year-old boy. But it doesn't look like a store, and we don't see them going to a store. So where right. the fuck are they? It doesn't make any sense until they go to the hair salon. But, like, yeah, you're right. It, it doesn't give indication that they're in a store, but it has to be. I Like, it doesn't make any sense otherwise. But it, what store is that? It, it looks like a closet in her house, almost. I don't know. It, it, it's weird. And also, a part of this montage makeover is apparently teaching him how to jump rope and do yoga? Another part of this makeover is hats. Many, many, mm-hmm. many hats. Fedoras caps i was like why would he ever need this many hats like just what in what universe it it, it it's a comical amount she then takes him to a hair salon to get a haircut and he had like a shaggy like you know again a haircut that was really cool in 2006 and it's 2011 um a shaggy like front forward like cole sprouse and like later seasons yeah but you never saw life. it because he always had a beanie on but he always had a beanie on but they're gonna she's gonna get him like you know clean up takes him to get a haircut um the re- end result of this haircut is fucking elvis he looks like elvis <laughs> did <laughs> yes, you notice he, that i not really i didn't think elvis but his hair is very high he's wearing it very he looks high like a greaser or like the, one of the outsiders it is a little bit he, so he looks high and like slicked back his hair also just looks, I mean, his face also just looks different when he wears hairs like this. Like, it looks like it could have be a different person, I feel like. Like, it's yes. such a radical change. Then, uh, she, they're like, she gives him a pair of shoes being like, hey, now you don't only have one pair of shoes, which is nice. I liked that. Uh, he's like, wow, that's so nice. Thanks. His acting is really bad in this scene. Um, also, you know what? In general... We try to say on this show, this person gives a bad performance. We don't want to call people bad actors because a lot of things can go into Matt uh, Prokop bad is actor. a bad actor. He's a bad actor. And I, and I understand why he has not gotten any work since because he yeah. sucks. Yes, and I'm okay saying that because he abused a person and I hate him. 
He threatened anyway, to kill a dog. I'm, say, a I'm saying this in a wrong tone of voice. I'm saying it too chipper. I'm saying, That's screw fine. you. Screw you, Matt Prokop. You're a terrible actor, and I hope you never appear on the screen again. <laughs> anyway. And he probably so, will. So then he, she's like, oh, I have to, I'm supposed to go have dinner with my dad and his stupid Girlfriend Amber. And then he's like, oh, you know, my mom was going to make uh, some Indian food from her class if you wanted to come over. And she's like, no, I mean, I don't want to intrude. She's like, I, first of all, she goes, I love Indian food. And then he, she's like, no, you can come by. It's fine. And she's like, all right, I will. And so she just blows off her dad. And Amber. And Amber. Can't forget Amber. This is another one of the amazing plot lines they just, like, totally kind of drop. Is the fact that, like, she, like, seemingly, they introduce it out of nowhere that she hates her dad's girlfriend. And, like, and then it, it's there's just one like, scene later that pays it off, and then that's it. Um, And then she's, and then they walk in the kitchen to meet the mom, and then he's, like, and she's, like, oh, hey, Josh, oh, my God, a girl. Like, you brought a girl home. And I was, like, this is actually really funny, what they're doing. She, like, like asks to take a picture of them, doesn't she? Like, she's, yeah, like, she's like, oh, oh. And he's, like, no, don't, don't do that. Let's not do that, please. And then, yeah, and so they all sit down to dinner, and she's like, oh, this is the best Indian food I've ever had. And she's like, really? Oh, thank this you. This was bad shit because... She's a bad cook! Okay, no, no, yeah, she's a bad cook, but, like, Sarah Hyland loves her cooking. No, not that. The fact that Sarah Hyland, after two scenes ago, learns that his dad lives in San Francisco, calls her by her... San Diego! Name. You got it wrong! Damn <laughs> it! God damn it! Oh, my God. Now you're in my head. No, San Diego, where the dad lives in San Diego, she, without even, like, asking, like, totally confidently calls her Mrs. Rosen. And I was like, in what universe would you not have the wherewithal to, like, maybe second-guess yourself on that? Because you know they're divorced. But, but yeah, but some divorced women keep the married name. That's not Yeah, some do, crazy. some don't. But, like, why would you know. just assume that you're going to hit it out of the park with this? And then she's like, I haven't been Mrs. Rosen in, like, three years. And I was like, oh, you can call me Sandy. I'm like, yeah, bitch. Like, maybe ask, like, what do I call you or like ask josh i I just thought that was so weird it is weird you're right but it's i think they did it because they needed to remind us that the parents were divorced in case you forgot that's also a realistic situation like they're handling the one parent thing very realistically being like oh i haven't been mrs rosen in a couple of years like i'm fine with that like they're doing kind of a good job with it i feel like at least but again also you bring this up a good point did you kind of get the feeling that because there's they each have only one parent that the parents were going to kind of hook up i always get that feeling in disney I know. I feel like the parents are going to hook up. And I I know the dad has a girlfriend, but I was kind of like, I feel like something's going to happen. Yeah. Nothing does. And the girlfriend is meant to be a plot point, but I thought something was going to happen there, but no, nothing happens. Uh, But then like, as the mom's cleaning up dinner, she just says out loud, so are you guys dating? Yeah. And then she said, and then I was like, whoa, Sandy. I think that's, that's my problem with the earlier scene and with the the lady, everyone just approaches some things so head on and like without like coming out of nowhere, like, so you guys dating? Then Mrs. Rose, like, I'm like, what is anyone like going to tiptoe around any subject or are we just going (laughs) to plow right on? through everything i mean it kind of fits with sandy's character that she's you know kind of that like blunt fun mom i guess or she's just like embarrassing embarrassing mom is what i meant to say like that kind of embarrassing mom or whatever but it's just like she's like oh no no no! like i'm just you know we're just making the movie also he comes back in from taking the garbage out yeah they're washing the dishes sandy and sarah Holland are washing the dishes he takes the garbage out and they're chatting about how like they're not dating she actually has a boyfriend Blah, blah, blah. But he's a great guy. Like, he's kind of standing at the door when he comes back listening to them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she comes, again, we come back to the th- the theme of snooping. She goes, were you spying on us? And it's like, he is like, uh, this is the line. I wrote it down because it is so <laughs> unnatural and weird. He goes, uh, girl talk? 
Gross. Gross. Like, what? How old are you, seven? I don't know. I think it's maybe meant to be the fact that he's, like, kind of starting to talk like her, because that's brought up at one point. But, <laughs> but so then we go to school the next day, and he is, like, nervous about walking in with his new look. Uh, and she's like, no, you're going to do fine. Trust me. And he's like, all right, cool. And then, okay, every girl at this school makes Notices a point yes. to stop and be like, hey, Josh, see you in AP English waving. Like, these girls are all just immediately, is that a haircut? Mm, open for business. business. They like, are immediately on it. It's it's weird. I don't know. At one point, they even show a girl like walking away from who is like seemingly her boyfriend. They're like both leaning against like yeah, a wall. Yeah, and I was I like, notice that. are you not dating that guy? And she's like, hey, no. Dylan, so you're an Ape yeah. Hanglash. I'm like, whoa, you're really risking it all just because he got a haircut. I guess, man. I don't know. I thought it was just going to be payoff with Amy, which does happen. Yeah. Uh, but like they make this point and be like, every girl in school is ready, willing, and able to get <laughs> down on Josh. They are willing to serve. Willing to serve their country uh, um and also this is where i wrote down is this why the movie's called geek charming because like he's supposed to look charming now i i but really struggled I, with what I, the name geek of this charming movie to me reads as a play on prince charming it is it kind of is supposed to be that especially at the end by the way uh i think the fashion montage was set to set to a song called hey princess by all-star weekends oh that song I, was great <laughs> yeah i think i'm gonna make that our interstitial because i don't know what else to put uh, but, like, I think they barely try and make this princess-prince connection. Like, they do it at the end, too. Uh, but, but it's like dumb. It's dumb. There, There's no... He's not even the prince. He's not Blossom Prince. There isn't even a real crown. It's a flower no, crown. No, uh, it's, it's stupid. But so then he goes uh, to sit down with her at lunch, and Asher rolls up and is like, Hey, you missed my game. And also, okay, real quick. Everybody now thinks that they're hanging out together all the time. Like, they apparently spent the weekend, like, you know, doing the makeover or whatever. I don't know. I don't care. But from the rest of this point on, everyone will be like, oh, I wanted to meet... Like, the dad says, I wanted to meet the boy my daughter's spending they all spend the time with. They spend one weekend together. They, they spend, like, two non-consecutive days together. And, or <laughs> they, spend two, they spend two days together just, like, and hanging out. And it's not like they have literally not spoken to another person in weeks. Yeah, and Astra's like, you missed my game. I had to get my own water. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, or whatever. And I was like... Wait, when did this even happen? This I don't know, when brought... was the game? We didn't even why, see that conflict. Why Why was the thing you brought up, like, oh, I'm supposed to have dinner with my pa- my dad and his girlfriend, not, oh, I'm supposed to go to Asher's game. You're that would so make a lot right. more sense. You're so <laughs> right. That and would make so much more sense, because that's yeah. the only thing that's actually brought up afterwards. And then that would actually, you know, be something that you could blow off without your dad being like, hey, why didn't you want to meet my girlfriend, or whatever. But, uh... But so, uh, then she's like, all right, you should go talk to Amy Lubaloo, uh, now that you're looking hot. <laughs> I love every time. It does not sound right, right, real or right. Are it we sure not. this is her name? It's her name. I'm, I'm telling you, man. Um, but so you should go talk to her and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go do it. And he just flat out asks her out. And keep in mind, he said earlier, this was our, at the beach, this is our first real conversation. They've had a single conversation. <laughs> And then he's just like, she's like, oh, my bad. She's like, 
she's like, oh, my band is playing. You should come and bring a friend. He's like, actually, I was going to ask you. And she's like, you're going to ask me to my own band? Yes, like, you're no, going to bring just, me to my own show? That was and so I, awkward. And I, and I was like, no, I wanted to, you know, ask you out or something. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm free Saturday. Like, how about that? And he's like, sounds great. And I was like, you've had a single conversation with each other, apparently. Oh, you also missed the point where I immediately would send his friends invite him. This is another thing that is oh, completely yeah, yeah. dropped. His uh-huh. friends invite him to what? Is it? It's like a math team, something. A mathly. It's like a mathly scavenger hunt. I think it's like three random words they match together to sound uh-huh. nerdy. But it's like his friends are like a mathly scavenger hunt on Saturday. You be there. He's like, yeah, I have no plans. Fifteen minutes later, he apparently <laughs> enters a fugue state of blackout and is asks Amy out on Saturday. And yep. but before that even happened, the minute they had this conversation, I was like, he's gonna bail on these friends. I know exactly where this is going. This is literally Mean Girls. He's gonna bail on the nerdy friends that have been there with him since day one. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert: that's exactly what happens because he asks yep. funny. He's he's got to get that lubaloo. What's all the hullabaloo about the lubaloo? <laughs> yeah, that's I like that. That's fun. That's playful. Um. So he's like, all right, cool, dope, great. Date Saturday, awesome. So then we cut to him at work, and they do this whole, like, Jaws thing as her dad approaches him, where they're, like, playing, like, da 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 like That made no sense. He they, like, made it sound like he was, like, so ominous, but it doesn't pay off to anything because he's totally cool and, like, they're best yeah, friends. Yeah, and they've never met, and it's, like, you have no reason to think he's bad. Why would you even like, know that that was her dad? You don't know. Or he said he saw pictures at her house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to assume that. And so maybe. he's, like, oh, you know, I wanted to meet the man, like, meet the guy uh, my daughter's missing all her time was, like, I'm really glad. I was never crazy about that Asher kid. Like, what kind of a name is Asher anyway? And I was, like, Finally, I someone's like speaking the truth. I was, like, I like this dad. I like where he's going with this. And he's like, yeah, I mean, we're not really, like, because he thinks that he is her new boyfriend. Yeah. And he's like, well, we're not really, uh, you know, and then he, the dad's like, well, do you have dinner plans? And he's like, well, no, he says, when do you get off? And he's like, technically, sir, you own the mall, so whatever you okay, say I do. Okay, let's and touch on not, that really quick. That's, that's not, not how, that, how that, works. that works. That's not <laughs> The guy who owns the mall isn't in charge of, like, the stores inside, and especially not, yeah. like, their shift schedule. Your boss tells you when you get to leave at your individual cell phone store. He doesn't know the schedule of the cell phone store. He can't, like, tell you to go home. No, it's stupid. And then he's like, do you have dinner plans? And he's like, no. And he's like, you do now. So then, uh... Uh, Dylan rolls up and is like sees his car outside of her house and is like huh and then she goes in and then uh, Josh is showing the dad Metropolis for some reason like what was this this is an old film movie you it's uh, one of the it's one of like the most uh, famous uh, movies in the in film history because it like did a bunch of crazy cool film techniques or whatever it's a I'm in I'm in a I'm a film major I know about these things Okay. Uh, ha, ha. Uh, ha, ha. You uh, and fancy and bitch. He, I didn't get yeah, any point it, of yeah, this. Yeah. Well, I, so he's like, and they're like, oh yeah, you know, he did. Fritz Lang loved this kind of expressionism or whatever. And then she's like, what's happening? It's like, oh, you know, I was just hanging out with uh, Josh and I, we were eating sandwiches and watching this movie, whatever. We're having a great old time. And she's like, we got you a sandwich too. And then this like, he, she's like, oh, this isn't my boyfriend because he says boyfriend. And he's like, I tried to tell him, whatever. Uh, and then they do a burping contest for some reason. Really weird side segue. I, yeah. I didn't know how to transition into that. There's no way to transition into it because it comes out of nowhere in the movie as well. This is another thing. This burping, uh, I literally wrote down, this burping contest comes out of seemingly nowhere. Where, like, the dad, like, slightly burps and then, like, excuses himself. He's like, oh, and she's like, oh, gross, sad, meh, like, meh, disgusting, or whatever fake French thing she says. And then he's like... She, I think she just goes, gut roast. Oh. she always says it. And the dude is like, 
that's not even a real burp. And he's like, is that a challenge? And so then Dylan's trying to outburp the dad. Like no, Josh is trying to outburp the dad. And then, like, Dylan, it comes out that she's, like, yeah, the, the dad. Yeah, the, dad, the dad's like, oh, the, she always tries to outburp me. Or, like, she used to or something like that. And she's like, dad, don't be so embarrassing. And I was like, why? What is happening well, right I now? really felt like I was slipped something when this scene started. I was like, this doesn't make any sense with the rest of the movie. And I guess to, like, humanize her again, that, like, she... But, like, of all the things that you could have done to humanize her and, like, make her seem like a burping contest just seems like the weirdest choice. It's really out of left field. I don't know who thought that or if that was in the but book But basically, or Dylan but... rips a massive burp and wins the burping contest. It's not, like, a massive burp, though. It's just, like, a... I was expecting like a a comically large burp, like like they like oh, a no, sound, it like, wasn't. It wasn't. like like no. a stock sound effect, like a hang on, I'm gonna try and do one, <laughs> like something like that. But she just gives like a <laughs> like that, like it's it's not satisfying. None of the at all. burps are that good. Tbh, no. it's dumb. It's a crazy segue. She walks him out, and this was when she walks him like out to the car or whatever. Um, and this is when I noticed that it was freezing because she's her entire face is like red and like you can literally see her eyes watering and like the everything she says like you can see her breath and his breath it's clearly like two degrees outside and they're making her shoot outside without a jacket and this is where we bring up the concept that this is the real dylan this is very half-assed in this movie that like this facade she puts on of being the popular girl it's not real you know it's so weird. Also, like, the real, she also, like, I hate the real me. Like, who is the real you? Just someone who, like, gets good grades and burps? Because it's really not fully fleshed out, if you know what I mean. That's what I'm saying, is, like, th- I feel like the, that's what I, that's where I thought they were going with, like, the French and the gross and, like, oh, you geek. I thought that was going to be the fake Dylan. That's how she talks all the time. Yes. No, it's not like no she likes her. There's no, there's no, like, facade that comes back. She never stops speaking in fake French. That's something important nope. to know. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, I don't get what they're trying to do with this fact that she's, like, not acting like her real self. And then he always says, like, by doing this documentary, I found the real Dylan. And uh, I'm like, well, what's the real Dylan? Her that's birth, what I'm saying. Her mediocre birth, like, like he's like someone who's you know like nice and kind and funny or something like that. And I was like, I just don't get what you're going for. And I feel like we don't really see that. I wish they would have given her like an actual like redeeming moment of like helping him out or something, or, like helping so actually helping someone in need, not just like the fashion victim. Or, like, right? Because actually she's kind trying, of showing. She's trying to. She like did to give him the whole makeover, and he's she's trying to give him tips on how to hit, get that lubaloo. Uh, but like. It's just, it doesn't work, if, in my opinion. It's just confusing. Okay, so she is trying to give him tips on how to get the Lubaloo. So she says, if you don't know what to, what to do with her for your date on Saturday, which I'm assuming is, like, the next day, like, you mm. should take her to this party that See, Asher I, is I, I having. I don't know. I thought this was Monday, because he's walking into school with that fresh look, and they're talking about what they did over the weekend. So she's like, so where are you going to take Amy? And he's like, oh, I don't know. And so he goes, like, oh, I don't know, like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you're an idiot. Tell you what, Ash is having a party <laughs> you're on Saturday. Li- you're a worthless piece of shit. Here, yep. take him, bring her to Ash's yeah, party. Yeah, here. I can get you on the guest list. And he's like, really? And he's like, yeah, sure. That'd be cool. Uh, he's like, all right, thanks. So then he, we cut to the date. He rolls up at Amy's house wearing a fedora. That is uh, I, another all caps note that I had. Oh my God, he's wearing the fedora on the date. This has rocked me in a way that I will never <laughs> recover. I am so... It's hit me right in the chest. It hit me right there. I, w- I was it, taken aback. It, it, also, there was two things right next to each other that came boom, boom. So he shows up to her house in a fedora. I jumped backwards. I was not okay. 
Next thing. So that's horrible. Next thing, he doesn't know what to do. There's talk about going to a movie, but she doesn't like to sit in the dark. She's a nature girl. She wants to go to eat. That was the most, that was the most, like, non, like, hand-wavy thing. Because here's what I thought was happening. I'm sorry to cut you off. He's like, so what do you want to do? He's like, uh, I was thinking we could go to a movie. And then she's like, oh, on this day, on a day like this, like thinking it's like, you know, a beautiful sunny day or whatever. He's like, oh, we could go have lunch with my mom. And she's making lamb. And she's like, oh, I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, oh, or we could go to this party. And I was like, wait, I thought what was happening was you were going to suggesting things to do until the party started. I never thought that no, the party, I... you were not going to go to the party because it's like the middle of the day. Who has a teen party in the middle of the day? Okay. Asher, apparently. Asher does. in the middle of the day. Asher does. And here's the thing. Two things to hit me right in the chest like a ton of bricks. The fedora. Next thing. <laughs> smash fedora. cut to Asher's fucking house. Did you yeah. make notes about this? Yeah. I was like, oh my God, Sarah Hyland's house is crazy. Not to be outdone by Asher's house, which is, in, which is even more crazy. Where mm-hmm. are they finding these locations to shoot. I literally, there is a pool on the inside of the house. It's the most, seemingly, it's the most, no, most nonsensically placed indoor pool I've ever it's seen. It's seemingly in the middle of the living room. It's in the middle yep. of the living room. And it's all like white and like modern and like weird and like nothing makes sense. There's like a built-in DJ booth like hanging out over the rest of the living room. I literally wrote down like, this is the mansion of someone running a cocaine empire in 1985. <laughs> like it is nowhere near modern. It looks like what they thought modern would be in 1985. Like it is a Wolf of Wall Street mansion and it is so bit, nonsensical. Yeah. And also if the whole plot point is that it's a beautiful day, why is the pool indoors? What do you mean why? Why is the pool indoors? Like, the, the place had an indoor pool. They're not in charge of that. I know, but why wouldn't they book a location with a fucking outdoor pool? I guess. I don't know. I don't think if, it, if the whole thing is a beautiful day, then they should be at an outdoor pool party. I think it's because it's too cold, so they're like, we got to find a oh, yeah. an indoor <laughs> pool. We're in Canada. It's Canada. <laughs> it was freezing. So then they went found the most bad shit house they could on Airbnb with a pool in the middle of their living room couch. But the thing that stuck out to me is that this is a sucky Disney Channel party. Like, I was really excited because you know how much we love when they do non-alcoholic teenage parties. Yeah, I channel. love it. When they're but like this, one is, this one's beer. lame. The, I will say, I did make a note about this, the dancing, the dancing that they're doing is shockingly awkward. Well, no, here's the thing that's crazy. It's like I was saying about Asher being a weirdo. They enter the house and you've got Asher, there's a DJ, and then Asher just has big headphones on and is just like pointing around. Like it, like he's listening, like he's not the DJ. He is not in front of the turntables. It's a separate why, guy. Why is he listening on the headphones? I don't, Thank you. I don't I don't know what he's doing. He's just like, he has the headphones on. It's just like grooving and like moving his And then he's also arms. like, I'm pretty busy here. I'm like, yeah, yeah. what? I was like, what are you doing? You just have headphones on. I actually on thought that I was DJ wrong. right there. I thought that I was 100% wrong. And I was like, I need to get on the podcast and ask Luke, was he the DJ? Because I thought no. he wasn't. And, but then I was like, I, that, I was like, that would really be nonsensical if he was listening to headphones in the middle of his own party But no that's reason. exactly what he's doing. Yeah, I... I'm still reeling. It's, I don't know. But so then they come in and then uh, Dylan's like, oh, hey, thanks for making it. And Amy's like, you invite us? And she's like, yeah, I didn't think you got on the list. But why don't you come hang out with me and Asher? And then she's like, uh, no, I think me and, uh, I think I'd rather just dance. And then Josh does the standard trope of, oh, I don't know. I can't really dance because I'm Except for this is, this trope is really hard to watch. Uh, yeah. He start like... He starts just stand. He stands still for a little bit. He stands completely still in the middle of the dance floor. Yeah, and then he just starts doing the robot oh. but like badly. But then like 
she kind of acts like he's dancing well. But he's I, not. He never he never figures it out. No, I don't get what the, the, the payoff is on that joke. There and isn't then, one. I don't know. Um, and then Hannah Lola comes and is like, oh my gosh, we got dates to the spring formal. It's the twins and the two who guys. Who are the who twins were, and why the, are they being introduced now? Well, are, they're were the, those the, the guys guard. that blocked him from the ring? Yes, they're the oh. guards. Yeah. <laughs> they're the guys. And they're wearing the so same outfit. They're wearing the same yellow polo with blue stripes or whatever. That makes more sense. But also, I don't think they're identical twins. They don't look alike that much, in my opinion. Okay, um, we need to move away from the twins. They literally serve no purpose. This yeah, point. but then the twins, one other thing about the twins is they do like, they wave to the twins and then the twins do like the point at my eyes and then point at your yeah, eyes Yeah, like thing. the I'm watching you thing. Like, what was what? that? <laughs> that was creepy as fuck, actually. It was weird. It was out of nowhere. Uh, and then uh, Dylan's all kind of upset and she's upset that she can't hang out. She she does a vlog where she's like, I kind of, like, I'm excited that he's that he's out there getting that Lubaloo, but... I really wish we could hang out more, Okay, this you know? is where, this is when I had the epiphany, because I can see it in my notes now. This is where I had the epiphany of, what are they using this for? This is not for the movie. Like, where like where would this ever be going? Especially, right, yeah. especially hers. Like, I maybe I could see him vlogging and, like, using that yeah, as, like, yeah. voiceover or whatever for the movie. Right. Where the fuck, why is she talking into a camera? I don't, dog, I don't know. But so then, she goes to get a lemonade, and Nicole is like, oh, sorry, I took the last one. Better get used to that loser feeling. I actually remember this done earlier when they were at the mall, and, like, she is, like, vote for Patterson, and, like, gives, and, like, she's, like, it just got serious. She's, like, it was always serious for me. I actually like Nicole Patterson and her football player boyfriend, who's, like, really downtrodden. <laughs> I think they're very funny. Well, don't get too attached to him, because I'm pretty sure she dumps him for... That was never made clear. That was never made clear. We'll I get there in a second. We'll too. get there. We'll- We'll get there. Anyway, but everyone acts like such a sick burn that she, like, got the last lemonade and is, like, get used to being a loser. Also, lemonade, like, sick party drink. I love it. Uh, But then she, like, storms off, kind of. And then Josh sees her storm off, and Amy's, like, telling him a story, and he's like, yeah, yeah. And then Amy's just like, just go talk to her. And he's like, what? And he's like, you clearly want to check on her. Go see what's wrong. And he's like, all right, I'll be right back. And then he goes check on her, and she's like, where's Amy? Uh... He's like, oh, he's look, she's looking at music because she wanted to go see what the DJ was doing. She's like, oh, no, that means she's B-O-R-D bored. Oh, my God. And then he's like, well, what do I do? And she's like, well, you got to make sure she knows you're, like, here for her and listening. Like, hold her hand like this and, like, lean in real close. And they have, like, a charged moment Yeah. Uh, where they're, like, pro- maybe going to kiss. And then Asher comes in and he's like, hey, what are you doing? Or I don't remember what he says. I don't care about him in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And she's like, oh. Uh, he's like, oh, Dylan had something in her contact. And he's like, you wear contacts? And she's like, what? This <laughs> whole thing about her being ashamed to wear glasses comes out of nowhere. Right. They don't give it any good credence in the beginning. It feels so out of the 50s for me, where like it was yeah. like four eyes. Like I can't believe you wear glasses. Like, they're so pissed that she would ever wear glasses. Like, what? It's just like, what year is this? It's t- this movie was made in 2011. Like, it was cool to wear glasses in 2011. It was like hipster. Like, why does it feel like it was written in 1963? Like, I don't get it. Yeah, it's weird. I, and it never really goes anywhere. Like, there's, it's gonna, well, they're gonna bring it up again in a little bit. But just like, I feel like there's no big payoff to the fact that she wears glasses. And also, as but also, as we're gonna find out in a second, it's not just like a casual thing. They are a medical assess- uh, necessity. She yes. has really bad vision. Like, she needs these glasses. She has terrible vision. We see her vision at one point. They do it to the, like through the camera lens, so we see how blind she is. She really needs yeah. those glasses. It's 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 bad. I, I don't know. You should not be made fun of for needing glasses. Uh, but so then uh, we cut to Josh driving Amy home, and he's like, listen, I know that was pretty weird. There's nothing going on between me 
and Dylan. She's like, yeah, I, I know. I believe you. And then he's like, so do you maybe want to go to fall, uh, spring formal with me? And then she's like, mm, hard pass. Because here's the thing. I believe you that you're not dating Dylan secretly or something. But I think you want to be. Which I was like, damn, Amy Lubaloo. Amy Lubaloo is wise. She's wise yeah. beyond her years. So then we cut to the end. So he like, doesn't know how to take that. And then he, like, we cut to his house like going over footage of her really creepily. Like, it just, it, yeah, it's just not literally great. like in a dark room rewinding footage of her smiling. I was like, oh, this is not yeah, nice. Yeah, not. Mm-mm. And given what happened between them, we're going to scoot past it because we've covered it already. Yep. Uh, and scoot, scoot, scoot. That's problematic so then, then junction. We, then we cut, to, we cut to her the, the next morning and she's like late for school and she like drops her last contact in the sink. So she doesn't have any contact. So she tries to go into school without her glasses. She can't see anything, obviously. And it's like yeah. bump feeling around. And then like she's trying to go to her locker and she like goes to a fire extinguisher, and one of the girls says, "Hey, uh, what's with the fire hydrant? It's not a fire hydrant; it's a fire extinguisher." Wait, do they call it a fire hydrant? Yes, one of the one of the did girls I miss says, that? You did. It happens. It definitely happens. One of the girls says, uh, "Dylan, what's with the fire hydrant?" And she's standing in front of a what? fire extinguisher. That happens. That happens in this film. I'm I 100% totally positive. missed that. I totally that missed it. That happens. Look it up later. It's it doesn't hilarious. surprise me, Luke. It doesn't surprise me. I just don't know why. I, whatever. Um, and so she's like, yeah, whatever, blah, 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 I'm, I'm blind, who cares? And then we cut to Josh talking to the teacher, being like, listen, I need an extension. Because he said, he said in a previous scene that the, the, the board had to approve the rough cut of the film, like, by this deadline. Which is apparently two days before the festival, which seems like, yeah. really, you're cutting it close, festival. Oh, he's cutting it incredibly close. Well, that, no, not just him, I mean the festival itself. Like, the deadline to verify the film is two days before the festival? What?! Like, you'd think you need to submit, like, a, a month ahead of time. Uh, but he's like, I know, but I just, I'm, editing's taking a long time, whatever. Uh, and he's like, all right, I'll tell you what, I can't give he's you He's really flying by the seat of his fucking pants, isn't he? With this deadline. Yes. He's not, for this no. camp that you're allegedly, and, and, like, hinging really, your whole life on. And they really don't explain why it's taking so long. Like, is it because he's hanging out with Dylan? Is it because of Amy? Like, what is ta- the hold up, my dude? Uh, I... I, I I think, well, I think, I think he's too busy sitting of, in a dark room wanking off the footage of her, apparently. That's what the, that's what the narrative off? is telling are me. Are we British? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I said wanking off. I should have said, what's the American version of that? Jagging off. Jacking off, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a little far, but I don't know why you said wanking. You know but, what? I'm just trying to add some culture. But also part of it is the fact that he says, like, you told me, the teacher keeps telling him to find the truth, to tell the truth with his film. And he's like, what if the truth has changed or whatever? And he's like, uh, I don't remember what he says. Some generic bullcrap. Yeah, there was some, like, deep, like, what if the truth isn't what I thought it was? Like, what if the truth, my truth is changed? Um, and then uh, he's like, I can't give you an extension, but I'll tell them to hold your place until, like, the last possible moment. And he's like, all right, cool. Thank you. Uh, that's all I need. And so then we cut to uh, what happens first. She goes to class in her glasses like the big fucking nerd she is. No, no, having she glasses. She, no, no, she doesn't have her glasses on. She's sitting in class not grasping it. And Asher passes her a note. And then Hannah's like, oh, a note from Asher. And then she's like, oh, great. And then Lola behind her is like, what, did, what does it say? And she's like, you know, it's the oh. usual. He adores like, me. It's that kind of thing. And then Hannah leans over and is like, actually, it says he's breaking up with you right now. <laughs> And I was like, what? And she's like, what is happening? And she puts her glasses on. And then they're like, oh, you wear glasses? And then she's like, shut up. 
And uh, she confronts Asher after class and is like, you're breaking up with me right now? He's what like, about, yeah. What about formal? And he's like, yeah, you've changed. Like, I like, you're wearing glasses, glasses? now and all this stuff. <laughs> That's like and the example he pulls it to. He's like, you're doing shit like wearing glasses and stuff. It's, like, what? And then does Nicole like pass by or something and like give him like a wink or something? There's some kind of indication that something's happening the there. The Nicole Asher storyline is something that they left us hanging on and I would have really liked to see it fleshed out. Same. But again, we were already at an hour 30 and we didn't have time. But, but so, like, she realizes things are starting to unravel because she goes to the lunchroom and her spot at the at the ramp is gone. It's by Nicole. By Nicole. Is on and the Asher, is, Asher, like, has, I think I think Nicole might have her hand on Asher's knee or something. Yeah, they're, like, closer. There. She's, like, on his lap or so. There's some sort of, like, touchy-feeliness with Nicole and Asher. Even though Nicole was dating the captain of the football team. So what happened to him? Do your fucking, like, legwork, hey, vo- Disney. Volley- volleyball is better in- than football. I guess, At what school? school? At what school? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, but the, So then she runs into Josh, and she's like, listen, Josh, you need to finish this movie. I really need this. It's pretty much my only way to win Blossom Queen right now. And he's like, listen, I can't hang out with you anymore because I need to focus <laughs> on finishing this movie. And I don't get why they're angry at each other. This is like, another fight that I'm uh, like, what is this fight about? Because like he's like, I need you to finish the movie. He's like, we can't hang out because I need to finish the movie. Okay. That's the end of the conversation. I do get why she's like upset and like crying because like her boyfriend just dumped her via note and now her spot on the ramp is taken by this bitch. But like I. She's, she's emotionally so, volatile. So right she's now. probably it's, just like not in her right state of mind. But I agree with yeah. what you're saying 100% of this fight is like they both are agreeing on the same thing. They both just want the movie to get done. Like that's, that's right. you guys are making the same point. Congrats. And then he then he gets finds out he gets voted out of being president of the film club. <laughs> Which, what I a guess. hit. Who the know. hell cares about that? And then it cuts to her walking past her favorite boutique and she sees Hannah and Lola in there. Shopping she, for truly she, fuggo spring formal <laughs> dresses without her. And she's all upset. They're like, what are you doing here? And then they're like, she's like, this is my favorite boutique. I'm always here. Even though you weren't, you were walking outside. I, you didn't seem like you were going to go in. Yeah. And she says, uh, like, you're shopping without me? And then they bring up a good point that's like, well, you just got dumped and you don't have a date for the formal. So we didn't think you, we, you would want to come. And I was like, that's a good point. Like, well, I also was like, this is where I wrote it down. I was like, she's not going to come back from this. I was like, I was like, she is so low. She doesn't have a date. Like, what's she going to do? No, you're right. But what I was saying was that, like, uh, if my friend just got dumped and no longer had a date to formal, I don't think I'd invite them dress shopping. No, me either. But also, it's but they, but it's also weird because they frame it to be like a slight, where they're like, oh, That's she what doesn't I'm have saying, a date yeah. anymore. Like, it's not a slight. They're like, oh, she doesn't have a date anymore. She probably doesn't want to come dress shopping. Like, eh, but th- you're giving them too much credit. The way that they I act so. about it is that they're doing it to like kind of be bitchy and they don't oh, need okay, her anymore. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah, no, you're, you're it, right. You're it right. makes sense. The 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 idea that you're presenting makes ten times more sense. But the way that they do it is like they're cutting her out because they don't need her anymore because she's not popular. Right. She's her popularity has taken a major hit today. Um, and then she goes home and her dad's like, "Oh, hey, what's wrong?" And she's just like, "Oh, Asher and I aren't a thing anymore." everything's bad and he's like well tell you what why don't we have dinner just the two of us we'll order in because you know i don't see that much of you because i'm always working or balling this chick balls deep in amber my girlfriend and like yeah and i was supposed to go on and have dinner with her but i can quickly cancel and she's like i suppose amber can join us and then we do like this really cheap lazy shot of them just having dinner and like laughing like okay. you know, what they're saying okay and <laughs> 
We don't even get the resolution. Like, we don't even see a conversation between Amber. Amber doesn't get to open her fucking mouth. But there is a... There's a... Well, no, because if she gets a line, they have to pay her. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's fiscal responsibility. But there's a line after in her... In Sarah Hyland's straight-to-camera, talking-to-the-camera vlog. Where this was, was some of the worst writing I've seen in quite some time for this channel. The line is... She goes, ah, so maybe Amber's not my mom. Um, no shit. She's <laughs> literally not your mom. Like, like it's not, like, the way to phrase that would be like, oh, so, you know, Amber's never going to be my mom. Like, but the way they phrase it is like, so, you know, maybe Amber's not my mom. Like, no, is your parentage up for question? No, maybe, maybe she's not your mom. She's definitely not your mom because she's a literal different fucking person. She's I, not I, even married to your she's dad. She's not even married to your dad. So yeah, she's not your mom. She's your dad's girlfriend. It was so bizarre the way yeah, they came that. And I was like, it was that's weird. just I'm terrible writing. Like, be like, yeah, Amber might not ever live up to my mom or something like that. Like, maybe Amber's not my mom. Like, are you on a search for, like, your mother? Like, I do not get it. But whatever. No, Sorry, right. I, that was, pissed me was, off. A weird amount that I It was couldn't. a weird scene. And especially after we didn't even, like, see them interact. I'm like, I don't care. We didn't even see yeah. you guys talk. So, uh, then we cut to the, the film festival, uh, with the screening of his film. Oh, also, there's a bit of him being at home where he, like, talks to his mom and he's being like, what if, like, my truth, my vision has changed or whatever? He's like, as long as you're, like, telling the truth, speaking from the heart, it's fine, son. And he's like, okay. And then he starts to record the voiceover for the film. And then we cut to the film festival. I knew 110% that this was going to happen, that, like, he was, she was only going to see one part of the movie. I didn't know if it was going to happen, like, on his computer. But I was like, I know that she will see a part of the movie, get mad and sad and run out and not see the rest of it. But it will actually all be good. Do you know what I mean? But, like, I knew that yeah, that but, trope but, was going to come into play. Well, hang on, let's get to that, and I'll bring up my problem with that in a second. So then we cut to the film festival. A girl is showing a documentary she made about her hamster, which, real gold medal stuff there, kid. Uh, and then the, the teacher's like, okay, here's a documentary by our very own uh, Josh Rosen. It's about popularity, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then also the film club kids show up at the screening and being like, nah, us geeks stick together. So I guess that part about you kicking him out of the club and not liking him That's anymore what I'm saying. That's my totally whole thing pointless. about, like, the mathlete scavenger hunt. It's like, he's going to bail on these friends, but it doesn't matter because they instantly forgive him. That I literally wrote that down as well. I was like, wow, this fight between <laughs> his friends blew over incredibly quickly. Like, that mm -hmm. almost was just a blip on the radar. They forgave him in, like, the few moments before his movie started. Uh, and then the teacher says, so here's Josh's project thing. Here's Josh's film called The Popularity Project, which I thought was a better title for this Why movie. Why wouldn't you call the whole movie The Popularity Project? I had the exact same thought. Because uh, the, the, it had to be in the contract of the author that it was going to call it Geek Charming. But anyway, so yeah, the first like half of the movie is like all of the stuff he shot in the beginning where it's like her being like, if I don't win Blossom Clean, my life is O-V-E-R over. Like, what's my plans? Oh, I don't know. Like making her look like, you know, a ditzy airhead who's all mm -hmm. full of herself and everyone's laughing at her. And she's like, and all that stuff was like, oh, popular people are like, don't hang out with unpopular people. Like cats don't hang out with dogs, blah, 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 blah. And then, yeah, she starts like crying a little bit. Everyone is visibly laughing at her like crazy loud like it's all everyone's doing people are shouting at the screen like stuff it's it's a bad scene like you feel really bad for her mm -hmm. even though like you're right i did kind of know that it was going to get paid off 
but she. I did she feel bad out. for her when everyone's laughing yeah. at her. I did feel sympathy for her. Also, she runs out. Josh follows her. Correct. Yeah, he follows her. And this is what I was saying. This is my problem with you. Right? They have this con. They have this conflict where she only sees the part of the movie that makes her look bad, and he's like, "I wanted to show them the real you," and she's like, "I've spent years trying to get rid of the real me because nobody likes the real me." And I'm like, "Well, nobody likes when you burp. That's just like a general right. personality." Well, no, but here's thing. my thing: is he says, "I tried to show them the real you, but the only part that she's seen." is the part that's the part the, that she was popular. The fake her. I, yeah. And so I'm like, what? so what does that have to do with anything? That would make sense. That would make sense if she saw, like, if she was upset that he put, like, the burping footage in or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she, yeah. she had told him to delete stuff and he'd put it in anyway. And then that argument happened and she saw that. Like, that would make more sense. Right. That's what I'm saying. And then he's like, "You're." she says, all you cared about was the movie. And then he says, that's not true. And then she goes, it's not. And then there's a solid silence. Yes. And then that's it. And then like, she just I will say the the dialogue sucks donkey dick here, but like (laughs) her crying here is really good acting. Again, Sarah Hyland is doing a fantastic job. She's like crying, yelling at him, like acting circles around this beanie clad fuck. But like she, the dialogue is terrible, but she's actually like looks very sad and upset. And I thought it was very believable. Right. But what I'm saying is I don't get why he doesn't just say, just come in and watch the end. I thought he does at one point say, no, see the, come no. look at the rest of the movie. No, he doesn't. He never says like, listen, you haven't seen the whole thing or whatever. She just storms off and he's like, oh man, I messed it up. And then he goes back inside and then, and then plays like all the nice footage of her like messing around in her house. like And the stuff about being, her mom and like yeah. that. And like how, why she really wants to be Blossom Queen and all that stuff. And he's like, this is the real Dylan. It's like, even though this movie, and like his voice, he, it cuts to him in his room being like, no, I mean like the, the movie cuts to him in his room, not yeah. a vlog. I mean, like we see him in his room uh, on the screen and he says, uh, this wasn't what I thought it was going to be like an expose about popularity, but it was, but it turned out like better than I thought. Cause I gained a friend and I was like, okay, I feel like you didn't need to bring that into the film, but all right. Uh, I guess. It's just a weird kind of... Yeah, whatever. It's Disney Channel. It's like about being friends. I was like, that didn't bother me that much. But then we cut to the next day and Dylan is like depressed in her pajamas. Eating and everything by the kitchen sink Sunday. But it looks to be about 9 a.m. And she's watching like morning cartoons. Like I literally was like, is she eating a bowl of ice cream at 9 in the morning? Listen, depression is a serious problem. (laughs) I, like. I but I, I I mean more power to you girl but like that just I thought it was cereal at first because that's how early it felt and I was like oh well, that's just ice cream I mean not a weird choice for the morning time but I support no. you in your journey towards dairy weird choice snacks. for the morning time um, um but then okay here's something crazy that happens Amy breaks walks into her in, house walks it. into her house they haven't spoken in seemingly like years just walks in to this person's house. And she's like, oh, you guys still keep the key under the frog planter or whatever. And I was like, Amy, you super can't do that. That's and like, not cool, Amy. And also, but there's, but there's nothing lost in this scene if she hadn't just knocked on the door and then Dylan also, just let her in. what is Amy's motivation here? Is she just like an amazing Mother Teresa character that like wants to help well, no, the dude well, that was in her bang someone else? Like I, It's because they're really... They're, she is still like wants them to be friends like they used to be. Like she cares about her. Okay. All right. That didn't sound like I convinced you at all. I don't believe it, but okay. Basically, Amy comes over and is like, "Hey, like I, you need to watch the whole movie. I got a DVD of it from Josh. Like because watch it won the, the film thing. festival, so it he's going won. to Hollywood camp. He's going to Hollywood film camp, and I was she's like, watch the whole thing. They have a really nice touching moment, and like 
about being friends. They give each other like a playful shove, and we're to believe that like their friendship is now back on their friendship. track. Oh, also, I want to point this out, everyone. Um, this all is happening in the last ten minutes of the movie. Oh, like in the la- like the la- the screening of the film. Her getting mad at at Josh. Her sudden reconciliation with uh, Amy is all in the last 10 minutes. They really hammer it home at the end. They realize that they've wasted a lot of time with pointless shit like nerds on the beach. And they now need to like push it to the limit to get it finished. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's the dance. Um, we First of all, first of all, we see that Dylan's ma- dad is here and Amber is here. And girlfriend Amber. And not only I, is her father at the dance where seemingly no other parents are, her nope. dad is there and the girlfriend is there. Amber, who has not spoken a word. In what universe would this happen? I do not know. But, like, and that's the thing, is there's no payoff. Like, she doesn't say, like, I'm nice to, like, she doesn't, like, go up to Amber and say, like, it's really nice to have you here for this moment or whatever. She's just there. Never referenced, no, really. never. Never yeah. referenced. It's not, like, there's, it's barely if it's at the dad's there. It's barely even yeah. touched on. But, the, um, but uh, she walks in wearing the mom's dress from 1985. Which yeah. I'm, I, which I, good thing they both have the exact same body type and size. Uh, yeah, they, they're, they're, she's barely at the dance. She literally is right. like there for five and seconds, then, and then they start announcing Blossom Queen. It's right. rapid. And then, and then the girl who came up and told, asked her, told her that she got bangs, like she suggested, is like, everyone is so excited you're here. You're like the most popular girl ever. Like, yeah, really it's now we're now to believe that she's more popular than ever because of the movie. Yeah, um, and then, yeah, and then they're immediately, Lola and Hannah immediately run up. It's like, oh, we're friends again. Ha, 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 Anyway, I uh, love your dress. But ba ba They're starting. They're starting going to do the, qu- Blossom, the queen. Queen, Blossom Queen announcement. And then there's, like, four girls up on the stage, including Why Nicole. isn't she on the stage? Why wouldn't know. Sarah Highland go on the stage with the other candidates? That would know, bother dog. me. Um, and then, so guess what, guys? She wins Blossom Queen. Ah! Ta-da. I was kind of I was kind of unsure whether or not she was going to win. I knew like, she I th- was going to win. Well, you've seen this before. But I mean, I, like I know that she I had a feeling she would, but Disney Channel has gotten me on this kind of thing before. Like I feel like whenever there's like a big competition, they kind of try to play with expectation of whether or not the person the main character is going to win or not. Like I didn't I didn't know if Eddie was going to win or lose the million dollar cook-off and stuff yeah. like that. But uh, no, she wins and she gives this whole she put a flower crown on her because I guess that's why she's the Blossom Queen and not just the Spring Fling Queen yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I don't get that at all. And then she gives this whole speech about what this means to her and about popularity and about what friendship means. And then she's like, basically says Also, free. also, also, this is Mean Girls. This is literally Mean Girls. When she Katie wins Spring Fling Queen and gives a speech about... Her real friends and all that shit. This is cut straight from Mean Girls, copy and paste. Well, she doesn't break the crown and give it to everybody. Yeah, but, yes, but this it's pretty Mean Girls. Thing, it reminded me of I wrote it down. It reminded me of the amazing quote in Mean Girls where the the teacher is like, most people just like take the crown and go. You don't have to make a speech. Like, why would you ever need to make a speech post winning Blossom Queen? But but she yeah she gives a whole speech about you know popularity and like uh, et cetera et cetera. And then she basically gives the double middle finger to Hannah and Lola, being like, "It's about popularity. Is about true friends. Those who, after all these years, still come over to your house and make you feel better. And those who will drop everything to have." And we see Josh just walk in as the speech is like wrapping up. Yeah. Uh, the people who will always stop and have and everything in the kitchen sink Sunday. That's what really matters because popularity is not that important. Did you get that, kids at home? Because I know this is a really half-assed lesson, but we got to put it in there. Uh, and then, like, people applaud. Hannah and Lola look like, oh, no, I don't think we're friends anymore. And then she we goes up to Josh. Out. 
Yeah. And then she goes up to Josh. And, and they seemingly, they get edited like they have a hard time finding each other, even though they're making direct eye contact yeah, with yeah, each other yeah, across the room. Yeah, I, I have that too, where they're like, huh, huh, where, where are like, you? Like, you've spinning seen, around yes. through like random crowds on the dance floor. I was like, he's right there. You literally just saw him. You're looking at him. And then they meet in the middle of the dance floor. And then he's like, so I take it you saw our movie? And then he's like, and she's like, oh yeah, our movie. Because they've been calling it my movie the whole time. And then I, I don't even remember what happens. What do they say to each other? I don't know. It's stupid. All I notice is that they, Disney let them kiss on the lips. It's 2011. We've come so far. Look at the progress we've made. Next thing you know, in 10 years, they're going to be full frontally boning. We, like shades all right. Disney let's, Channel. Not, let's not take that step far. But I'm saying we got a climactic, dramatic kiss on the lips. Not, not a quick little puck, not a hug, not a kiss on the cheek. Full on dramatic kiss on the lips. Here we go, guys. Woo, finally. They kiss, yeah, it's like an intense kiss on the lips, too. It's not like a peg. It, it, is, it is a kiss with a capital it is, K. It's every kiss begins with K. But, ow, ow. Uh, it's quite a kiss. And then, uh, yeah, then the movie's over, guys. That's it. That's all <laughs> That's kind she of it. wrote. And then, like, they do, like, the two of them talking direct to the audience, being like, yeah, that's our story. And then they, like, lead in to kiss again. But then, like, Josh covers them with his coat uh, and then they like walk away as the credits start to roll being like, oh, I'm thinking a sequel. Oh, but the sequel's never as good. It, it's dumb. And we don't even get like a sky high, like, yeah, and that's the story of how my girlfriend became my best friend and my best friend became my girlfriend and my be- girlfriend became my arch enemy. That kind of wrap Luke, up. did you really just, just do the whole sky high speech? Like, shut up. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what I said. Why? You really just did like all of it. I'm um, impressed, but also depressed because that's sad. Um... Yeah, it's over. They walk into the distance. It's over. I'm done with this. I'm over it. This is a lot of a movie. I don't really know what more to say about it. Um, It has a lot of problems, for sure. But it has some stuff that's there to kind of enjoy, I think. Don't you? Um, I like it just for the insane dialogue. Um, I, if, to be honest though, I can't, you know what? I can say that I hated it, but I also felt like it flew. Time flew by while I was watching this movie. And no, I, I think it's pretty experience. funny to watch. I think it's definitely, it has some value as like a, this is an insane movie mm-hmm. plot wise and just character wise. But I don't know. I just feel like, I don't feel like I, I'd feel like I need to watch this movie ever again. Honestly. I, I think I'm good. I've seen it twice now and I think that's good for the rest of my life. TBH. Yeah, I if I never have to hear that fake French ever again, I will, or see that fedora, I'll die a happy woman. Yeah, I, I really don't think uh, that uh, there's just much to it, really. So, if you, if you want to check it out, it's on Netflix, guys, but honestly, it's an, easy watch. Still, uh, it's an easy watch. I just don't feel like there's that much there. Maybe do what Emma does and get a little wine drunk and kind of let it come at you, but yeah. it's, see how you not, feel. it's not... Fantastic. By Let it take you on a ride. All right. Sure. What's uh, we don't, next we on don't, the we don't have a We don't have a tagline this month. I'm now abbreviating things like Dylan from that movie when she calls the competition Competish. She does Remember do that. Remember that? Yep. Uh, I don't, we don't have a tagline, but do you want to throw anything out? Um, Just like Hullabaloo about Lubaloo. That's probably the biggest, <laughs> my biggest takeaway from this. Or Too Many Fedoras. Too Many Fedoras. That's Too Many uh, Fedoras. Ex- excellent point. Excellent Much like point. Too Many Cooks and the in the kitchen, there's too many fedoras in that closet. For sure. Um, but what would you rate this film on a scale of 1 to um, 10? Oh, that's a good question. I would give this 
a 4.5. I was thinking the same thing. That's so You're weird. really on the same page with this movie. It's a 4.5. We were. Yeah, I was going to give it an exactly the same, 4.5. Cuz like it's really Sarah Hyland saves it. It is on Sarah, her tiny but if, if it was not this for Sarah is, Hyland, this would have been a 4. This movie sure. is on her back. It's on his mom's back and like that's about it. Like the everybody else is phoning it the fucking. So, you know what, Sarah Hyland, I'll give you this 4.5. Yeah, you were working definitely. with a truly terrible script. You and a terrible human being. Seriously, yes. again, screw that dude. Here's also a ta- here's a tagline for you. Guys, abuse is a serious problem. And if you're being abused by your partner, call somebody, get help, get them out of your life. Because it's it's just a bad scene and you, it should stop forever. Yeah. Also, fuck that guy. That's yeah, the tagline. That's, yeah, fuck this yeah. guy. Yep. He sucks. Mm-hmm. He's terrible. And I hope we never have to talk about him again. Uh, Emma... What movie are we watching next month? All right, guys. So I'm really excited about this because it's my See, birthday. Whenever Emma, Emma, uh, Emma says she's really excited, I don't know whether I should also be excited or terrified. You should and be that's... excited. You will like this movie. It is my, some would say it's really underrated. I, it's Personally, if I had to rank all of them, it's my favorite Disney Channel original movie of all time. Oh, we're doing this one. it's not one of the biggest ones. I oh, we're doing this one. I already know what it is. it's finally time for us to hit it. And it's, I love it so much. It is... Drum roll, da, 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 stuck in the suburbs. I'm excited. I'm excited. Is it Danielle Panabaker, Brenda Song? Danielle, I believe and, Danielle Panabaker, Brenda Song, and a young Terrence Killiam. Yes, and who is playing pop star Jordan Cahill. It is a true classic. It is a it's, true classic. It's a great The film. bops in this song. We are going to have so many music interstitials. I can't wait. Close your eyes. Eyes, take a wish. Show me where, where the magic is. is. Gotta, gotta have faith in you. Gotta you. have faith. Wow, I'm sorry you all right. listen to that. Why do I still fun. know all those words? All right, wow. Because, excited. because they, we've watched it so many times. It's a good one. I, I remember it being a good one. It's going to hold up. It's going to hold water. It better hold me. up. It better hold up. I'm excited. I'm, I love Stuck in the Suburbs. But for right now, Emma, where can we find you on the internet? Find me on Twitter and Instagram. Same handle, both places. Emma Stone Tyler. That's me. Check it out. And you can find me on Twitter at wildfire underscore king if you would like. But what you should definitely be doing is going on Twitter and following us at D Comedy Podcast. Become one of our legion of D comrades. And you know what you should definitely, definitely do though? Go what on iTunes and give us good ratings and reviews because I like to read nice things about myself. It's my and favorite it just, it, thing. It, it, besides drinking wine in my underwear and, <laughs> and watching really these movies. And it really helps us out a lot if you could review us on whatever platform lets you uh, leave a nice review. We would appreciate it. So please do that. Um, and if you are also looking, and also uh, if you really would like to, you know, tweet about the show and tell people that you like the show, we really appreciate that too. It's very nice. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. We've got the greatest showman to take off. This could help <laughs> us. As we're going to be the podcast. Also, if you, if you do follow Emma on Twitter, I'm sure you have been inundated by her greatest showman discourse because it's been it's, a lot. The greatest movie of all time, and I will go die on that hill. That uh, but for as for right now, you should all, if you're looking for more podcasts, you should check out AutoEntropy.com, where there's a lot of really cool podcasts that uh, are all very good, like Totally Reprised, Teenager's Attitude. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a third one. I should know one. Book of Adora, which is about Legend of Zelda. I don't know. They're all great. They're all done by really cool people. You should check them out at AudioEntropy.com. And if you want to give us some money to help pay for coast hosting costs, we would appreciate that too. There's a donut button. A donut. Bleh. There's a donut. Bleh, did it again. There's a donate page on the website. So please click that link. Thank you very much. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Come back next month for Stuck in the Stuck Suburbs. In the suburbs I hope baby. it's going to, it should be a much better film than this was. Much better watch. 
Uh, Emma, do you have anything else you want to say? No, that's it. Just ready yourselves. All right. Ready for yourselves. For next month. Decoms forever. Bye-bye. Bye. Lola and Hannah see me as their leader, and a leader should never show weakness. That would be très mauvais. That's French for ew. <sighs> what an ever. A good candidate likes the competition. If I ran for Blossom Queen unopposed and won, boring. And who has the number one seat on the ramp? Moi. Yeah. Oh, look, Asher's holding it for me. Sweet. Oh, oh, you, you geek! This is designer! No, it's tuna noodle casserole. You are so gross! Gross is just one syllable. <laughs>